episode of, I was about to say issue, issue latest issue of, feels like a comic book though, um, latest episode of the High Ground Podcast. I am excited because I've been seeing a lot of this discussion around um, around Mace Windu, around Anakin. I went and brought on some awesome people. We're going to talk about these Titans as well as the Jedi Order. And um, hopefully if everyone has seen it at the end, we're, we're going to talk some Book of Boba Fett. Uh, but yeah, we will get started right now on the high ground. Hello, we are jumping into this like a bantha. Uh, how how you guys doing? <laughs> Oh man, I uh, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was like, I missed the cue. Like we didn't, we didn't plan that, guys. That's simultaneous. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're we're gonna be jumping into this topic. Um, if you guys hadn't noticed, I think uh, Kenny, you're the only first time being on here. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, not by my fault. I tried to get him on before. He's told me. No. Yeah, yeah, that's all on me. That's all on me. I take full responsibility. Uh, it's it's all good. Um, but uh, so I actually on on the the notes, I actually made a lot less notes because I just want us to, to chat, to flow, to to feel it, and, you know, kind of jump in. Um, but we're going to be talking about our boys, uh, Anakin, Mace Windu, and then talking about kind of the Jedi as a whole. Um. And one of yeah. them, one of them, was. <laughs> one of them uh, ride or die with Mace Windu, Anakin. Uh... <laughs> well, we uh, right, well, let's let's start by going around the room and uh, we're gonna ask you know, who are you, where can we find you and your amazing content? And the question I'm asking this time is to pick an event or moment in Star Wars, replace one character in that moment what changes and to give you guys an idea um if i'll go first just so you guys can can get an idea of what type of thing i'm talking I've, about i've put some thought into this one i feel like i've got a really good one. Oh, okay <laughs> all right so if go. if you rock it out man rock it out rock it out go no i was go. just just saying because i i didn't know if people would know kind of where i was going with that but like if we take a uh, return of the jedi and then you have leia standing in front of vader at the end and she threatens Luke. Vader's gonna die. crap <laughs> all the way. <laughs> she's she's not going to stop and be like, "I'm a Jedi like my father." She's gonna be like, "I'm a senator like my father." <laughs> and you know, I, oh. I just oh. but I don't I don't think she kills him in anger. Like I, like that's that's the other thing. Like I think she would have been able to you know like in the same way that. A, a rabid animal is euthanized. I think she would be in that place. <laughs> no, know, Luke was in anger in that moment. I don't think Leia would have been. No, uh, no she, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say Leia would have been literally just putting the pin into Vader's side, just from the warning <laughs> aspect. Just like you're, you're not my dad. Sorry. <laughs> and then uh, Anthony, I don't know if you were saying something. I didn't hear any sound. That's because I'm an idiot and I left the, the mute on. Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm in IT, which you couldn't tell. Hey, you know, it, 
it happens. Um, I've been told I have a face like I do IT. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I've been told I have a face for radio. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll jump around. Um, we're going to go to Anthony first. Uh, anyone in the chat, feel free to think about it. If you guys have ideas for your moment to switch a character and what would happen, but yeah, uh, go for it. That's that's tricky. So first of all, I am Anthony of, of Ready Comics Roll. You could find me on TikTok predominantly, but I'm also on uh, here on YouTube as well. And even though I typically used to do Star Wars content, it's leaned more into horror and comedy. So that's more your thing, especially with slasher support. Shameless plug, go for that. But I, Star Wars stuff is coming back, and that's why I'm glad you know to be back on here talking Star Wars. Um, Absolutely. But as far as a moment, what I would like to have seen, and, and I think would have been very interesting, especially how all of Star Wars history would have played out, is if it would have been Obi-Wan that went to face Maul during the Siege of Mandalore. Oh. I think Ooh. that would have been... Damn, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly think it would have changed a lot. I definitely think... Uh, so there's a few characters that really feel... And that's why it's great that we're talking about Anakin in this fall. Uh, well, more than just that. But I do feel like if Obi-Wan was not there, it would have been a lot easier and it, 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 more expeditious for Palpatine to enact his plan and kind of see that through. And also just for Obi-Wan to be facing off against Maul after everything that's happened and then just the history that's shared between the two of them in that moment versus what we got later on in Rebels, just to see... I would, it would be interesting to see how Obi-Wan would react at, at that time. Um, man, that's that's a good one. Uh, let me turn that down a little bit. Um, that's a good one because I can see so many possibilities. Like, a, I don't think Obi Wan like would fall to the dark side, but if there's ever a time and a place, it would be there, and then and know? that would be the ultimate test, really. Damn. Okay. Awesome. I, I like it. That's a great choice. <laughs> I don't even know how any of us are going to top it. <laughs> oh, there, there, there it is. <laughs> all right, all right. It's top well, it, I don't think, but like, I feel like it is the same tier, and it's topical for what we're going to talk about tonight. Perfect. <laughs> and with that in mind, I'll go to Kenny next. <laughs> What's up, everybody? My name is Darth Man eighty six. Kenny, for those who know me best, you can primarily find me on TikTok. Uh, mostly all Star Wars, all Marvel content. I just got done doing uh, several videos from uh, No Way Home that I just recently watched over uh, my anniversary. Uh, been heavily trying to get more into Star Wars deep dives. But uh, starting Friday, this Friday, I will have my very first podcast that I'm going to be doing myself on TikTok. Not on YouTube, not on anything else, on TikTok where I will be talking just mainly geek stuff. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be Supernatural, it can be Game of Thrones, it can be Marvel, DC, whatever sounds good at the topic at the moment in time. Um, this will be just a pilot episode, but at the same time, I'm hoping that it'll be a good like good first round that'll continue. Uh, topic will be chapter six, just like how we're gonna be talking hopefully later tonight. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the question, I could not come up with a single thing until Anthony <laughs> just mentioned like that whole switcheroo. I would actually like Ahsoka being the one who challenged Anakin at Mustafar. Yeah, the student going up against her, you know, could he... Uh... And then she would be the one raising Luke and Leia instead of the other way around, or raising Luke. When would she would would he have been able to stop if it was her? Like there are so many there were so many things that like Anakin just couldn't couldn't stop. And if it had been Ahsoka, mm-hmm. you know, or if Ahsoka had gone with him to to check on Mace Windu and Palpatine, would he have been able to like would he have been yeah. able to stay because she was there? Um, a little bit. It would be really interesting, and that that like that literally just dropped in my head right now after Anthony dropped his. I'm just like, ooh, switching completely characters out because I was thinking of just like moments instead of just characters. But switching a character out would be a lot more devastating than just changing a moment up. Yeah, I mean, after you say that, I partially just want my own like EU where it's like a a TV show of. The Organa's raising both, and Ahsoka's like the live-in nanny. (laughs) (laughs) Leia would have been such a terror. It would be so funny to watch. Like, God, you were just like your dad and your mom at the same time. It just hurts. It's a shame because I used to like them both. Now I understand why Master Kenobi got so frustrated with me. <laughs> uh, um, I have Element uh, Seven in the chat saying, "What if Quinlan Voss? It was Quinlan Voss who went to face Maul, um, just because Quinlan Voss has to be in, involved in everything." But- Mission complete. <laughs> <laughs> and double tap. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, hey, we have uh, Spen Kenobi. How's it going, man? Um, he's awesome content creator. If you're not following Spen Kenobi, I always uh, I appreciate this content. Um, but uh, yeah, last but certainly not least, we have um, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Master Allen. I, I feel like I'm famous for hating Poncrell and dunking on Anakin at this point. Well, I mean, I we're going to get into it later. But, you got um, one, of, one of two. I, 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 <laughs> I put out a tweet before this that says Pong Krell could walk so Anakin could run. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, it's terrible, but it's true. Oh. Am I wrong? Yeah. So the so the group of Jedi that are sent to face Sidious. Anybody but Mace Windu. If we swap Mace Windu, with exception to, I think. Kenobi Yoda. If if Kenobi and Yoda are off the table, it doesn't matter who we swap Mace Windu for. Now, now I'm having to lean on the book description a little bit more so than just the movie, because we don't get a whole lot of information about how the movie goes. But a key component to oh hey, look at that. Is that an iPad? <laughs> Tablet Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Way to go, bud. Um <laughs> But if it's if it's anybody other than Mace Windu, then Palpatine's got a like Palpatine wins so quick by accident that 
he's not in this limbo space where he needs Anakin to save his life. And so like the, the linchpin to Anakin making a bad decision is Palpatine being sort of stalemated and needing someone to rescue him. So he gets to play the victim to help Anakin make that one last justification to get him all the way over. If the person that's combating Sidious isn't good enough to get to that limbo, then Anakin's yeah. going to walk in, all the Jedi are dead, and now Sidious is the bad guy. It's done. It's 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 weird, but it's a it's a weird threshold. But I, I totally get it. Like, um, Anakin walks in the door and he's cackling he's over a bunch of dead bodies, right? and you're like, "The hell!" Like, and then Anakin walks in and all this join, is happening. Join me, join me, and he's like, ah. "No, this is going to be great. We're going to save Padme." And and like, there's just bodies because that's there's five bodies at that point. <laughs> And he's just like, are we the baddies? Because <laughs> <laughs> if, if Anakin doesn't show up, right? So if Anakin listens to Mace Windu, if Anakin doesn't show up, either Sidious isn't good enough to beat Mace Windu, which it's, it's really unclear about that from both the movies and the books. The way the movie presents it, it seems like Sidious puts himself in that position on purpose and then holds that in stasis so that he gets to play the victim, um, which is a really bizarre plan, but Star Wars is loaded with bizarre plans. So, like, that's... It's you know. one of those movie plots it's... that the villain has that it's like, this shouldn't work. There's no way you really were putting this much... The, the um, opening act of Return of the Jedi was just a ridiculously bad plan, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> like, it's... Right, it's like when you're beating someone at Street Fighter and they play Guile, and so they start turtling. <laughs> and you're like, oh. And you're just like, I will stand here and let us time out. Like, this is going to take forever. <laughs> and so, like, and so the, but the, the book description of Mace Windu in that fight, I don't know that Mace Windu needed Anakin's help to finish the job. The book description was like, Mace is like, man, he's giving me so much energy. I'm not even fatigued. You but the, know, and, like, but the, the problem is we don't know how much, because we're getting that entirely from Mace Windu's point of view. So we don't know how much of that is Palpatine rope-a-doping him. Yes. Now, I, I, I will say from, from the... Um, uh, I'm inclined to believe that Mace would have whooped him but that's that's what it seems like even in the movie like seeing how that fight played out it maybe could have gone either way but then mace had the upper hand and, and yeah, it just and so happened the like, like, longer sidious is there like that like eventually he's gonna get too too tired to keep doing it yeah and, but then it feels like like when anakin walked in he's kind of oh like oh oh this is perfect this is kind of what i wanted it to play how to play out <laughs> No, from from the director commentary, it Ooh. it makes it it sounds George Lucas makes it seem like the intention was for Mace Windu to um, be to to beat him, but the actual battle was never for martial superiority. It was for control of Anakin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. I I, I like it. Um, we had three good ones. Yeah, he, he was planning on his predictability. <laughs> yeah. 
but that Amber said, I like Poe going to find Luke. Not that it'd be successful, but him talking about the stories from his mom and letting him know it. Uh, yeah, his mom, Shara Bay, if you haven't read uh, Shattered Empire. Um, yeah, they're good friends. And I, I know I, I would like to see that relationship kind of developed a little bit more. That would have been really cool. Ray was not in a position to give Luke much of a guilt trip. Yeah. Like not a specific guilt trip. It was more a general guilt trip. Poe could have given him like a specific, like a very pointed guilt trip. That would have been. <laughs> that would have been grandma guilt trip. That would have been tough. <laughs> That's but, why you had to have R two and uh, Chewie there. Yeah. <laughs> and to look at him judgingly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Element Seven says, uh, "Hey, zoning is a perfectly valid fighting game tactic. It is." <laughs> If you're a punk, no, I'm kidding. You're, I'm kidding. I mean, if you're not, <laughs> if you're not good enough to win outright, like just say that. <laughs> Element, I love you. I have a tremendous amount of respect for you. That, like, that was that was talking a little bit, of but I don't want you to think that I actually believe anything they you about. No, I, I also like um, the game I get competitive with is Smash Brothers, and I, I don't know if you've ever so like Smash. I don't know if you've ever fought someone that plays Sonic. They only win by timeout. And you're like, it's it's a valid way to win, but at what cost? Like, you make people not want to play anymore, you know? <laughs> I've honestly never seen a battle in Smash Bros. won that way, like, ever in my life. I can't believe okay. I will say, so 100% of them play Sonic must be really are Sonic games. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, there was talk of banning the character because... <laughs> Because people are just like, oh my god, just yeah. Any well, that's the kind of thing too. Like if you if it if it's by timeout, and the other person is the one that's stalling, even if you win, you're mad. If you lose, <laughs> you're mad. If you win, you're mad. Like that kind of like a game that goes like that because it's so frustrating. Um, which is also probably what it's like to fight Kenobi. Like. True, true. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 uh, the Kenobi and the and the Spider-Man tactic largely, um, and so that's that's why I want a Marvel Star Wars crossover where it's Anakin or sorry, where it's where it's Obi Wan and uh, Spider-Man because they would have the best banter um, oh, ever. Be One-liners for days. So much sass. Could Anakin beat Mace Windu? I don't. I mean, does anybody does anybody think that there would be like serious betting on that fight? I would. Yeah. And oh. I would give Spider Man all day. <laughs> like, don't uh, underestimate. Don't underestimate any of them. Gwen, Parker, Miles. Oh, really? yeah. um, I'm I'm jumping on Element. Tossed a question into chat, which is, what if Mace had already dusted Palpatine, and so then he's got to fight Anakin? Could Mace mm -hmm. do that on Anakin? I like. Because, uh, because I would, I mean, I would definitely give the 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 W to Mace, but if he had just fought in Palpatine, you know what I mean? Like, if you, if you had just, you know, he's not fighting in hundred percent. Like he went through, he went through a fight. Okay. So, but at the same time, we're dealing with a highly skilled fighter. We're not dealing with somebody who's just, uh mediocre mid-tier not like uh obi-wan like him and o or anakin and obi-wan were basically the same fighter and if you they watch were... that last whole part of episode three like they were basically even until obi got the high ground 
Well, and also like Anakin's Anakin's a very aggressive style, and and Kenobi's mm -hmm. a very patient style, and Mace Windu's a little bit a little bit more in between. But so having this this may segue us into our next thing. So there are two sword styles. There are two families of sword style. This is one of the ways that you can categorize samurai sword training. You have Satsujin Ken, and you have Katsujin Ken. And Satsu is very Yang. It's very Sith. I am going to make what I want happen. I'm going to overwhelm my opponent. I am through my will. This victory shall be mine. I don't care if there are a hundred people between me and the door. I am getting through the door. There may not be a lot of me left at that point, but I am getting through the door. Katsujin Ken is the exact opposite. I am standing in front of the door entirely by myself. There are a hundred people that want to get through it, and not a single one is going to touch the doorknob. There may not be a whole lot of me left when the last one falls, but every single one of them that tries is going to drop. And both Kenobi and Mace Windu style would be described as Katsujin Ken. If a if a Satsu style is going to beat a Katsu style, they need to be smart enough and patient enough not to end their own existence. And if we are going to describe Anakin as anything, it is not those things. It's patient no. and methodical. I, that's why patient, methodical. Um, not overconfident in himself. Like those are things that we say about Anakin and it's anybody that checks all of the boxes that Anakin checks, they get whooped in those sorts oh, I of can't, I can't wait. Unless they're an anime protagonist. Um, yes. Plot uh, armor is, plot armor is a powerful <laughs> armor. <laughs> ben Ali says, uh, unpopular opinion, I feel Mace propensity toward it to falling towards the dark side is almost as low as obi-wan's mace had strict personal morals and i i i do agree with that but we're, we're gonna get to that so first first i want to jump into uh into anakin um and just you know get get the the panel's feelings um on on the character i love i love me some anakin um i'm not a, i'm not a stanakin i see the faults and things you know but um loving the character and yeah, how, how do you feel about it? I'll, I'll go to um, I'll go to Kenny first. Personally, unlike the man to my uh, right over here, I uh, I love Anakin, and everything that I love about him shows in Ahsoka. Like he was a great mentor, a great teacher. Yes, he has faults. Yes, he has problems, and we as a fan base can argue back and forth all day about Anakin all day. But at the end of the day, he raised Ahsoka. And Ahsoka was, is Anakin who can say I was wrong. Yes. If you With took Anakin and wrung him out <laughs> all, and, and put him in like a centrifuge, all, all the good parts are Ahsoka. 100%. 100%. <laughs> And there, and because like Ahsoka is in many ways the good parts of Kenobi and the good parts of Anakin, right? Like yeah. that's and and when you look at her archetype and stuff like that, no, I and I totally get it. I understand. I'm with you. I agree. Yeah, like as sorry. Uh, as far as Anakin, like from from your perspective, I completely get it. I watch every single one of those Anakin dissing videos, and you get the point. Like you one hundred percent get it. He is not a good character, not a good guy. However, he's not, if he's he not a good person, person. he's a great character. Person, Ahsoka would have not turned out the way she did. 
Not even close. Sure, she had Plo Koon. Sure, she had Obi-Wan. She had several other uh, masters. But Anakin was the number one. Yeah. He was the mentor. Oh, yeah. He's very much the parent that will, like, I will go through hell and back for my child, mm -hmm. regardless of what I have to do. Um, and if, and that's, and that too, like the, if Ahsoka was the one fighting Anakin on Mustafar, I think, I think that's what it would have taken for him to take a step back and realize like the atrocities he committed at that point. Cause he, like, he was, he was very different with her than he was with basically any other character in the show. See, cause I was going to make the argument about, you know, Obi-Wan being like a brother to him, but I think it was more... Obi-Wan viewed Anakin as a brother than Anakin really ever saw him. He probably viewed more, or at least from, you know, dialogue we gotten throughout Clone Wars and even through the movies, he was more of just like a, a father figure, or maybe more like a father figure to, to Anakin in, in his eyes, looking at Obi-Wan. So I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, Ahsoka, it's a different, it's a different dynamic. Because that, that was one of the things I was thinking of when um, Kenny brought up switching out the characters. So I'm like, but could Ahsoka really be the one to get him to see that? And then the more we talk about it, the more it seems like it's a possibility. Because there's good there. I mean, obviously, we've seen him go from being Vader back to Anakin again. Like, yeah, he's not a great person, but he does have the potential to be if he could just get over himself. If he quit whining for five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> If, if he'd if he'd had the if he'd had the self awareness to talk to people about the insecurity he was experiencing, mm -hmm. like that's like, um, I, I've seen a couple of different things. Like, um, Ahsoka was able to rise above the wrongs committed to her, um, and, and I think that was a that was a really good line. And obviously, that was Element Seven. Um, core gamer, whom generally speaking I really respect, said Anakin isn't a bad person; he's just an idiot. You can draw a weapon into a school. There's, only, there's, there's one way we can talk about that. He brought a weapon into a school. At, at a certain point, like once we get to that's, and that is one of the problems where if we talk about Anakin as a person rather than as a metaphor, like we run into that moment, Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we going to do? That, that moment, we can't make apologies for Anakin as a person anymore. We can't say, yeah, but anymore. We can't. If there was a historical figure from our own planet that had an action like that, and you opened up talking about that person focused on their trauma instead of focused on where that went horribly wrong, there's nobody on the internet that would take you seriously. Like if you opened up with, no, but if that art school had just admitted him, nobody is going to take that video seriously. And anybody that does is not somebody you want in your comments. It's sad because there are videos like that exist in real life when it comes to certain people, and it's 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 sad. And but, but I, that, it's and I love that you use the uh, whole school analogy because I'm like, wait a minute, the school openly admits to having weapons, like there are grown ass <laughs> people going around wielding laser swords. Am I a terrible person though? That when you mention the whole school thing. That I'm just imagining Anakin going like, life is like a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> he just like, like he's, 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 he has to detach himself from that moment. Yeah, like, there's no way like you could just 
go into that. <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> um. <laughs> so I I wanted to then get to because like this is something that we've sort of hinted around. So there are if you have a student that's having trouble getting stuff because I've had a lot of experience with that over the years. I have met a lot of Anakins that aren't toxic because you, you get that in the martial arts world because you have a lot of young people in the like late teens to early 20s and there's a whole lot of that archetype where there's some overlap. Um, don't stop me now. That's Chris, you're, that's horrible. But so there's three things you can do as an educator because because you can't make somebody get it. You can explain it to them, but you can't understand it for them. And we see these three processes happen with Anakin and Revenge of the Sith. Yoda, you can make a space for them to come and talk to you about what they don't get, what they do get, what their questions are and whatever, but you can't make them use it. So you can make a space that they can come into and it's up to them to stay. Anakin didn't stay. You can meet them where they are. And so you can go to them, you can meet them where they are, you can sort of be in the in the same situations they are. This is what Kenobi did. And you can do what Mace Windu did, which is set a boundary. Because at a certain point, if a student isn't honest with you, has not listened to what you have instructed them to do, um, is, is doing things that you don't agree with, but aren't necessarily severe enough that you need to um, like boot them from the school, you set a boundary and it's this is as close as I'm going to get to you. This is as close as I'm going to allow you to get to me. I'm going to be professional. I, I'm not I'm not going to be warm necessarily. And you probably know why. And it, at some point it'll click for you and you'll be able to approach me as an adult who takes adult actions and accepts adult responsibility rather than wanting adult perks without having to be a responsible adult. And like, and, and those three things, like we see in Revenge of the Sith and they're like, those are, those are the things you can do when you got a student that, that doesn't want to get it. That's interesting. Um, Cause I, I don't have kids or students. <laughs> I've been teaching for but, really long. <laughs> but when Suki starts acting up, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that get tough. Um, yeah, and and I and I make her uh, stay outside until she pees. Um, so it's <laughs> roughly the same, I think, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Having um, dogs is a lot like having kids. It's just less expensive. <laughs> yeah. I uh, uh, okay. So so uh, as we said, Star Wars lawyer said, you know, Anakin uh, situations singing, don't stop me now. Um, my question is. Uh, is Grogu singing? <laughs> I'm a survivor. I'm not gonna give up. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just. Uh, I actually, I think he was still very young around that time, so he's probably singing Baby Shark. <laughs> I, rescue me! <laughs> Help by the Beatles, also a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I need some more help. <laughs> well, oh, I, want, I want to thank Master Allen for the final piece I needed for uh, an edit that I will be posting tomorrow. So <laughs> I can't wait uh, to see it now. I don't know which song you picked, but uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, that, all right. So that being said, oh, 
real quick lightning round. Um, Anakin Vader, two people, one person. Same person. The same person. Whoa. All right. We're all in agreement. And uh and Katie Room became sentient. If, okay. if Anakin is if Anakin and Vader are two people, the lesson that Anakin is supposed to teach gets invalidated in my opinion. So when much of it just gets wiped away. Uh, you know, all, all accountability, the lesson that's meant to be there, all of it just gone. The redemption, what redemption if they're two different people? The the thing and I Anakin didn't do anything wrong if they're two different people. And also the last time we saw Anakin was like Phantom Menace. That's yeah, that's that's true. Um and the the thing I think that throws most people is we are watching Star Wars. Like these are these movies where we are here and there's a stream of time and we can jump in at any point in time. But like Sure, Vader and Anakin have very different personalities. You know, I say Vader and Anakin, but like it's it's twenty years apart. They they the difference is the difference of a single person who's lived for twenty years after making like a really big life changing decision. You know and what the, I mean? And there are a couple of comments that just jumped up that this is also one of the places where this conversation gets bogged down in places. So Vader is the character like Batman. Um, that example is a terrible example because Bruce Wayne refers to himself as Batman. And so Anakin doesn't exist. Anakin's a costume. And so that's, that's like, that's the video I said earlier where it's like, no, no, no. Anakin was, Anakin was a psychopath the whole time. And, or Vader was the, like Vader was who he really was. And Anakin was the mask. Um, but so their character implies separate identities. Okay. And so somebody said personality, personality, separate identities, character, separate identities. Persona is the word that is a single person that adjusts how they behave depending on company. Cause like I've got my TikTok persona and then I've got, you know, my dad and master Alan and all this. stuff. <laughs> you, you, you adjust your sliders a little bit like it's a video game. Right. And so so persona is like if we talk about Batman and Bruce Wayne persona, we talk about um, uh, Anakin is the person, Vader is the personality. If Vader is a personality, then Anakin doesn't have awareness of what Vader is doing. That's similar to how uh, Green Goblin is in uh, No Way Home. Or, uh, so, or, so the one thing I want to bring up, Master Alan. So. Would you say that people kind of miss the point in the story of Anakin Vader in the same way that people kind of miss the point of Jack and Tyler Durden of Fight Club? Ooh. That is that is not a Venn diagram. That is a stack of pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Do you feel like... I felt cold when you said it. It was like... That's not, that's not, that's not a Venn diagram. It's a stack of pancakes. <laughs> uh... Love I'm actually it. I'm actually glad to be here because you got like Kenny in favor of Anakin. You have Master Allen against Anakin. I'm like oh, somewhere in the middle. And and I do want to clarify because I dunk on Anakin a lot. Anakin is a marvelous character. Yes, He's incredibly yes, compelling. Um, the lesson that he teaches mm -hmm. is great. My my frustration with Anakin is not about Anakin. It's about people that watched Anakin and blame the Jedi. And it's like no, that's not. 
Okay. All right. All right. We, I'm gonna we, stop you there. We're gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna come we back. We will get to and that. Then, and then also, I in a Kenny, I don't want you to feel like anyone's dogpiling on you or anything like that. We're just, you know what I mean? Oh, like, oh. All right. no, no. All right. perfect. perfect. Um, <laughs> but we will get to the point. But but Anakin is Walter White. Anyhow, let's talk about Mace Windu. <laughs> Uh, um, that's about Mace Windu. <laughs> uh, I'll go to uh, I'll go to Anthony first. I'll go to Anthony oh, first. So at least at least in I let the Junker to... go last. That's that's you this time. So at least from what we get from from the movies, I, w- I would say I agree with the assessment that Master Allen gives in a lot of ways. I do feel like sometimes he's a little bit stubborn. I feel like if Anakin and Mace Windu were to actually sit there and get to know one another, or even like uh, it was said earlier in the the chat, if uh, Anakin were to just truly just sh- be shadowing um, under Mace Windu for even a day or even a while, it'd be amazing to see how much they could actually bond, I believe, and how much Anakin can kind of see yeah, maybe I'm kind of being an idiot. I, I feel like there's a level of discipline that he's kind of been missing under other mentors. I, de- I definitely think it would affect his training. And what's most most heartbreaking to me is there was kind of that moment in Revenge of the Sith where you, you kind of feel like Mace is really kind of trying to put out that olive branch when he's like, hey, listen, just stay here, please. And what you say is true, you know, I'm going to handle it. And I, and I feel my heart of hearts, and a lot of other people have said this as well, that if he just would have stayed put, and it all would have played out, and Mace would have taken care of Palpatine, and would came back, he probably would have finally been given the, the rank of Master. They probably would have been like, for what you did, you know, you, you've shown discipline, you know, big speech. You helped, you helped make this you happen. You place. Yeah, I am... Um... I do feel like there was times where he, again, just from the movies, uh, you kind of see that a little bit more in the Clone Wars, but I really feel like Clone Wars fleshed out the character of Mace Windu a lot more, where he did seem a little bit hard on Anakin, but at the same time, it's like, because he kind of needed that. Anakin was a tiny machine that disobeyed orders and committed war crimes, and like (laughs) disobeyed Mace Windu a lot. Well, and, and that's why I'm obsessed with the concept of of perspective, like who the story's perspective is just drastically changes the outcome because i mean i feel like the the most direct uh relation to mace windu is sergeant dokes if you watched dexter the show Mm -hmm. and you hate dokes dokes is a dick and you're like but he's right you're mad because he's right you're mad because he sees through you and 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 you're like i hate you you what does dokes do that's like what does dokes do that's wrong Nothing. It's just the mindset of it. But yeah. there's like he doesn't. Dokes doesn't do anything illegal. Dokes does like it's you know like it's Dokes doesn't awesome. violate Dexter's civil rights in the process of figuring it out. Like it's he's just very brash, and then that's, that's very off-putting to a lot of people when people can be just that real and that direct. And I think that's kind of what happens with Mace, and I think that's why a lot of people are like, oh, well, Mace is the bad guy. Don't even get me started on the whole gray Jedi thing. Because the funny thing is, I'm actually one of the people that love the concepts of gray Jedi. And even though I'm never going to be like, oh, well, it's absolutely in canon. I even made a whole like breakdown 
of it. And the one question that always irks me is, do you feel Mace Windu is a great Jedi? And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't get how people come to that conclusion. Even being a big fan of the concept myself, that's not a person I would ever even put in that realm of possibility. He would be such a dick to a great Jedi if he ever met one. Yeah. <laughs> it, would be, it, it would be hilarious. Um, X-Core Game of Thrones <laughs> says uh, Dokes is also very similar to Dexter in the books. Um, and Because I've, I've always thought that, that Mason and, and Anakin share some similarities, but my next question is, there's Dexter books? <laughs> <laughs> it was based on books, dude. I, I did not I know, that. know that. Hmm. Um, if you really enjoyed the show, Dexter, the books are a very different experience because you like you know how the show there's like a lot of external interaction and there's a little bit of like the voiceover. The books are a lot more heavily influenced by the voiceover, so you're basically having to sit inside a serial killer's head for most of the books instead of getting to get out of it. And so it's a very different. Interesting. Um, some people really enjoy that. That is not. That's not my thing. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and just acknowledge that it's not my thing. <laughs> I like it when the good guys win. Uh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> typically I do as well, but and I and I feel like we're jumping around a lot. But if you haven't watched Death Note, watch Death Note. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So so for for me, um. The character of, uh, and I've just chosen. I'm just gonna go. I know I'm not gonna forget. <laughs> so, but I've I've always loved Mace Windu, and not just because he was the first Black Jedi that I saw. Um, not gonna lie, that is absolutely part of it. You know, I always talk about when I played Star Wars at, at school, and I'd be like, "I'm Luke," and all the kids would be like, "No, you're not. You could be Chewbacca, though." I did the same thing where I'm like, okay, Samuel L. Jackson's in Star Wars. He's not that interesting. <laughs> Purple lightsaber. You are now my new favorite god. I, <laughs> I worship the ground you step on. That that was me with Plo Koon. And that's and you, you still me with Plo lightsaber. Which one's yours? The one that has the inscription that says bad mother... Oh. <laughs> 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 We gotta we gotta start talking about Jedi like they're athletes because there's a there's a tie in. I I'm gonna tell that to Josh, Mesa Windu, and hopefully we'll get some we can get make him do some yeah. like <laughs> sports center Jedi content. Mace Mace Windu is KG. <laughs> so there's a story um, and so as a Celtics fan, I didn't really appreciate Kevin Garnett until he was a Celtic, and then I found this out about Kevin Garnett. And so Kevin Garnett for those of you that this is all sports ball talk, but this is an anecdote about a human being and has nothing to do with sports ball. So ready? Here we go. When KG would like first meet a teammate, like when rookies would get drafted and stuff like that, he would offer to buy him a suit. And so he would say, come on out. I'm going to buy you a suit. And this was it. This was your chance. And so if you went with him and went through that process with him, he was going to buy you a suit, a nice suit. It was going to get tailored. It was going to be stylish. It was going to be, you know, to your to your style, but also like with stylists to help you understand what is actually going to look good rather than what you think is going to look good, all that kind of stuff. If you accepted this and followed him on the bridge, then KG would take you under his wing 
and teach you about being a professional basketball player because it is not like being a really good high school player it is not like being a really good college player um average nba careers are less than five years and kg played a very very long time and so this was something that he did for young players where it's like you know these are these are things you got to do it's not just about managing your money like if you can't live one year on an nba salary you're not going to be able to live the rest of your life on it all this kind of stuff like yeah it's about drive it's about power it's just incredibly competitive person and all this kind of stuff. Like take care of your body, take care of your money, like all this stuff. Hey, uh, hang on one, one quick moment. Um, oh, I you have, oh, uh-huh. uh, it hasn't fully connected yet. Um, it's okay. Never mind. Keep, keep going. Keep going. If, you, if it pops up, but if you didn't take it, that was it. He wasn't going to be rude to you. He was not going to be mean to you, but there was nothing. There was not there was not mentorship there was not there was there was nothing you were going to get nothing from him he was not going to treat you poorly he was going to be professional but like and that is that is how we see mace windu treat anakin which the for the amount of times that anakin goes okay master windu i understand those are my orders i'm going to not do them and then after i don't do them i'm going to explain why i shouldn't be held responsible for not doing what i was supposed to do yeah, um, and the, it's and like everything about that is Mace Windu being like, "All right, kid, you don't belong in the big league. Like you're not, you're not ready to be a pro." And it, it's like it's not personal. It's nothing against you. Like it frustrates me a little bit, but like you're not ready, and that's what it I is. I love that you put it like that, especially after I just got done reading Dark Disciple, and it's quite the opposite. He doesn't really? acknowledge what he did to Boss. He doesn't acknowledge that what, what he did to Boss. Have you not read Dark Disciple? What did he do to Voss? Is it is he, it did he bully Voss or did Voss do something he wasn't supposed to do? I like I, every time people try to put stuff in Maze Windu's feet, it actually turns out it's the other person's fault. So you explain to me what he did to Voss, and that will tell me whether or not it's, it's a the intention. They chose Voss because of how well he is with the underworld, how well he is as a person. Okay. So when Mace decided, hey, we're just gonna go ahead and 86 Dooku. And not take responsibility because they all agreed on boss with him being the first one, both on the attempt, both on the idea of assassination and the idea of using boss. Nothing like he felt like he did nothing wrong. I just and even when and even when uh, Kenobi later in the book, almost towards the end of the book, actually. Tell everybody we have to take responsibility. In the book, Mace just kind of rolled his eyes a little bit, and you're just like, "What are you doing?" Take take responsibility for what? Take responsibility for an assassination attempt. Take responsibility. And then, really, real quickly, Coyote, um, uh, can you hear me? Can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you guys hear me? Woo-hoo. We can hear you, can't see you. So if you're on your if you're on your PC, uh, I don't know if you already have like OBS or something like that open that's taking up your camera. Um, but yeah, we, we can't I'm see. I'm on you. my phone right now. Oh. I can okay. try to get on my computer mm-hmm. if my Wi-Fi works. But my Wi-Fi is slower than my phone signal, so I figured that would probably be a worse bet. No, that's cool. We we'll have you as a black square and, and we'll we'll have, <laughs> you, have you continue. But um May yes. I jump in when there's a break in the conversation, though, because I have a lot to say about this topic, and I'm <laughs> on a, a a roll with Mace Windu right now. But I will let you guys continue. I don't want to jump in and interrupt. That's fine. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, sorry. So yeah, we'll we'll let we'll let uh, let Kenny and and then uh, and Anthony or Comic Scroll finish, um, and then you can jump in and give us your thoughts. And so and so, Kenny, I am hearing you out. What is it that the Jedi need to take responsibility for? And so Kenobi says we need to take responsibility for this. Which aspect of it? Because like an assassinate an assassination attempt on Dooku. Killing in anger is the thing that Jedi are not supposed to do. You don't have to kill in anger. Like, but when you're going up against a serial Sith like Dooku, you cannot yeah. cannot be a Jedi. And this book was, as a lot of people, and I think it was also you or Element said that uh, this is a cautionary tale of why Jedi have to stay on a certain path. I, and I think that was Element. I remember. I remember seeing that video. Yeah. Um, so, from even from the initiation, when Mace Mace was the first one who said it, that I think it's time for assassination. The entire mm-hmm. room's mindset switched. Yeah. Everybody, including Yoda, with Obi Wan being the only one saying, "What? We're we're not doing this." The only one outspoken about it. It also comes back to when we have the moment with him in Palpatine where he's like, he's too dangerous to be left alive. I mean, he was right. Yeah, he's right. I'm not not unjustifying the assassination attempt. It's the fact that he won't take responsibility for it, for knowing that it failed and almost ruined the Jedi. So that's, I guess, the only another thing I want to bring up. So we talk about how you know Mace can come off as brash to people because you know he he is unapologetically himself. And um, but I think another thing that actually that whole discussion of of that comes up when in regards to Anakin. Alan brought up a good point about you no, know, he'll disobey orders, but then he won't try and be like, all right, I dis- disobeyed orders, I screwed up, so on. But at the same time, I feel. That's where Mace sometimes is a little bit too by the book. That's where, like, I brought the whole thing where sometimes he's a little bit stubborn. Because as we've seen, yes, you know, disobeying orders bad, but sometimes it ends up yielding the results that you are, are looking for. Like in the event of like when Ahsoka ends up disobeying orders, and that's why there's the whole joke of like I'm just being just like my master. Or even like Obi Wan would sometimes disobey orders during Clone Wars, and he'll be like, "Oh, I, I learned it from you." Like, or you're a bad influence is what he'll say to Anakin. And sometimes it works out in their favor, but then it always it to his character. That's so something that you know Mace Windu will always end up being upset about. I feel like sometimes he is a little bit a little bit too by the book. Uh, absolutely, but but like, it, and I love that it's it's the character flaws that that make the the character exactly. Um, and so, uh, Coyote, there's a little little bit for you to catch up if if you uh, wouldn't mind, real quick. Um, yeah, go ahead and hit us hit us with your thoughts, uh, but also let us know where we can find you and uh, and your content. Okay. Um. Well, I'll start with the content because that's a little bit easier. Um, I'm Coyote1701 on TikTok, and I have an uh, Instagram that I'm really, really on. Um, but it's been kind of crashing recently. My views have tanked, which is really annoying, but is what it is. The constant shrug. Yeah. I, no, I mean, like 130 views have crashed. Um, 
Yeah, it's right. So my, yeah, at 10,000 followers, it doesn't make sense, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, so my thoughts on Mace Windu are as follows. So I understand where you guys are coming from, and I get that it was a council decision as a whole. It was not just Mace Windu saying, nope, this is what's going to happen, because the council did vote. And I do agree with you, Alan, that there is a a way to do things and that you can do it justified. Like there is a reason that some people just, their, their lives are forfeit. And I get that if it is an adjustment, it's like, hey, this guy, I can't take him as prisoner because of these reasons. He has killed this many people and responsible for the death of this many people. He needs to just be done. I get that. But that's not from when I read the book by Matthew Stover, that's not where I saw Mace Windu's mindset in him versus Palpatine at all. And he volunteered Quinlan Voss, which don't get me wrong, he's the perfect candidate for that task of mm -hmm. killing Dooku, considering that he was kind of their, their deep cover guy. That's what he did. But and it seemed like he was so quick to just turn on him. It's like he, oh, he's, he's dark side. Okay, he's got to die now, period. Mace Windu, in my mind, thinks very much like a Sith exterminator rather than, or a Sith terminator rather than a Jedi master. So he sees Sith, he sees red. He, and and that, that's it. That's, there's no questions asked. Because he was so quick to put a hit on Quinlan Voss. No ma doesn't matter what he's done in the past or how good he's been to the Order and how much good he's done for the Jedi or how clean his record has been. He's like, nope, he's a Sith now. He's got to die. I don't care if we could probably save him. He's got to die. Obi-Wan's going to make it happen. And, and it, it just felt well, like it was so quick to turn, real quick. turn tail. Uh, real quick, but Benali points out Obi-Wan was the one that volunteered Quinlan, but Mace did start the conversation. Yeah. And, uh, but so the so the, the counterpoint to it being very quick that it's like, all right, we got to eliminate that guy. If you have somebody that has had access to the highest level clearance and they get flipped by some type of a foreign asset, you don't have a very long time to eliminate them. Like that is a that is a very short timeline kind of an action that you have to take. Well, I, I would agree. say, I mean, I mean the, kind of the way I hear it and 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 took it myself is in um is in the films, Dooku defended like he de sorry Mace defended Dooku. He's like Dooku's a is a Jedi or was a Jedi. He couldn't be doing this stuff, and then and then Dooku killed trillions of people and, and like billions of refugees so it, it wasn't it wasn't charitable but there's, there's like two mace windows grace there he did see duke as a fallen jedi not a sith he saw Quinlan as a sith there is a difference there. mm -hmm. there's different there's different writers that interpreted characters different ways so that they could tell the story they wanted to tell with the metaphor that they wanted to tell also, I want to say thanks to uh, Jedi Master DePaul, the $5 uh, ramen drop. Always appreciate you. Oh, thanks, um, De De DePaul, I I know you, you haven't been feeling well. Hope you and your family are doing good. That's that's all I can say. <laughs> uh, but but sorry, keep keep going, Coyote. I apologize. No, that, that, I just want to make that distinction to his credit. As much as I don't like Mace Windu, I will give that to his credit, that Dooku was seen as a fallen Jedi, and but not a Sith per se. They knew that Quinlan had, or they suspected slash thought that he had fallen to the dark side. Yeah. Which is a, which is a key difference there. So coming to the dark side that does corrupt and over overwhelm people is different than like, okay, I don't like the order anymore. That's a big difference. 
I haven't read the book, so I have no like skin in the game here. Oh, but you haven't least, read the disciple yet? I, I'm really trying to get into actually reading things other than comic books. I barely even have time for comic books. And those are pictures with words. Dad life. Uh, Dad life. I, <laughs> I got you. I got you. But um, in regards to what I'm hearing between this conflict, um, I, I do find it a little bit interesting if, if that is the case that Mason immediately turn around and be like, oh no, Quin Quin Quinlan's got to go. Uh, because he was willing to originally, when they found out that Palpatine was the you know Sith Lord, the secret Sith Lord, he was originally willing to just bring him in. So um, if that's true, that came out. But then again, what like what Master Island said and what I was pointing out before, it's funny when you have the overlapping different kinds of media, it, when you have different uh, authors trying to tell different stories, they are going to tell things. I mean, it's the same like in, in Marvel Comics. You, you have different people writing Peter Parker and so on. Yeah. But that is, that is an, an interesting point to bring up. Yeah, and then for anyone else in in, in the chat, um, if if you haven't read the book uh, Dark Disciple yet, highly highly recommend it. Um, Especially for a first my, book. Yeah, it's a great first book. It was intended to be released as a, an arc in the Clone Wars. Uh, of course, and Clone Wars got exactly canceled. Like that. Uh, but yeah, so it's 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 a canon story. And it's by like Katie Lucas, the daughter of George Lucas, mind you. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> And so, you know, in, in the, the context of it, um, as uh, Benali points out with the, the prologue, there was a lot of people who were unalived, <laughs> which forced them to make a difficult decision of like, you know what, this guy needs to be put down because we've, we've had this capture order for the past two and a half years, three years. And how it reads on how quick they came to that decision. That's why, for me... And how I got my thousand followers from my one video for just the straight slander of his name. <laughs> it blew my mind. Since I read the book, I I've been this, on his I, kick. Yeah, so I've been never read a book in my life as far as Star Wars content, period. This was the first book that I got into and I could not put it down. And there was so much mind opening because for me, I see Mace, I'm thinking, okay, he's just a badass general. He's just a cool Jedi. You know, he's he's right there. He's in the moment. He's kind of like a harder uh, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. Like, he knows what he's doing. You just don't mess with the guy. I read this book, and I'm like, whoa, where did this military tactic come from? Mm -hmm. Where did this, like, where was this? This was never in Clone Wars. This was never in any of the movies. Wasn't it even wasn't Clone Wars, that. Though. It wasn't uh -huh. Clone Wars because look at how he look at how he addressed Ahsoka when she left the Order, even while she was still in the Order, and Anakin. Like prime example, in uh, Clone Wars season seven, Ahsoka literally hands Maul over on a silver platter, and Thank his you, whole thing is like, "Sorry, citizen, this is Jedi." But like, dude, are you? You don't have to. Like, I get not having confidential information. I fully understand that, but you don't got to be a dick. That was I, cool. I don't, I don't, I don't know that he was being a jerk though. Like the problem is at that point, she has been lying for Anakin for years, uh -huh. like, years. Like, and so, like when when we see Mace Windu not have patience for Ahsoka, it is a function of Rex and Ahsoka have been covering up Anakin's bullshit for a really long time, like a really long time. 
And we can't pretend that there are indicators of Anakin's toxicity in the Clone Wars unless we don't watch the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we're also responsible for our own responses to things. I mean, it's an understandable response. Well, I mean, so there's a couple people in in the chat who's pointing out, um, you know, Julie Christine. I love her. And that's. Um, She's got a couple of really good ones in that thread. The eyes, no. the, the I say the moment we committed to fighting, we already lost. That one's just. Yeah, I mean, in, in in over, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, this is that old Pixar short where Palpatine's playing chess with himself, mm-hmm. and, and the Jedi <laughs> are are these pawns, and there's limited amounts of blame you can place on on the pawns themselves, but, um, and 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 not not to you know. Uh, cut you off too much, but like she did say, I'm I'm just a citizen herself. After, I mean, and she is a private citizen. No, she that, that they gave lightsabers to and a, a military task force, and they invaded a neutral system and deposed <laughs> the rightful ruler. <laughs> That's there's there's red flags all now over. When this, you say it like that. <laughs> Well, and like, and there's not, there's not a, there's nobody in the Clone Wars that doesn't commit war crimes. Oh yeah, nobody, nobody commits war Anakin crimes in the first episode. Anakin's, Anakin Anakin's terrible. Anakin is uh, war crimes left, right, and center, like faking yeah, but, but like, like no, everyone too. First episode, yeah. false, every, false flag. Yeah, yeah, every every character commits war crimes in the Clone Wars, and some of it is narrative. Some of it is because it's easier to not explain what war crimes are to teenagers and kids because that's kids. the target audience. Like that, so that's part of it. But like the one of the things that's challenging about talking about Star Wars characters is that depending on which media you're talking about, you have to talk about them in different ways. Because like in the movies, the movies were made before any of the supporting material existed, so it's really hard to talk about the movies with the supporting material. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same way that, like, when you talk about the sequels, it's really hard to talk about Force Awakens and The Last Jedi with The Rise of Skywalker, because when they were made, The Rise of Skywalker was intended to be different. And so, it's so like, you know, comparing apples to apples. So, like, in the movies, it's really easy to talk about... the kid. That is such a good line, Chris. Holy crap, man. <laughs> that is a good line. Well, in the movies, it's really hard to talk about any of the characters as people. Like, because they're all they all have like sort of a narrative archetype that they are filling the boots of. Like, they're all everybody's a trope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's and so like as every much as I love Mace, um, he is the exact same character of of just like the black authority figure character that you see all the time. You know what I mean? Like, if if you if you were to turn on the Justice League cartoon, like Mace Windu. Is John Stewart in that cartoon? Yeah. There's, there's no never difference between the that way. <laughs> never even and, thought about that way. And the the relationship between yeah, Mace Windu and Anakin is same the same World thing. War II movie trope mm-hmm. of like the the lieutenant or the captain or whatever. Like it's the superior officer and the guy that's on the ground. And the guy that's on the ground is really talented as what at what he is, and he thinks he can do the commander's <laughs> job better. Like that is that is Mace Windu and Anakin's relationship as well. So it's Star also, Wars is Brooklyn Nine Nine. 
that was Poe and Haldo. Now, can like, you just imagine cool. Andy Sandberg as Anakin? <laughs> Very talented, <laughs> reckless, does Incredibly his own talented, thing. reckless, insecure, looking for a for external approval from a father figure, like but he'd be like it's the, the girl that's literally. Like, I don't like that. That makes so much sense. He's like the positive <laughs> flip, though. He's like if he if he just went down a different path instead of that darker one. It's the same. Well, and we watch we watch that we watch his character in that show get more equipped to talk about his insecurity, whereas Anakin hides his insecurity more and more as the story progresses, and that's why Anakin collapses. Like that's the that's the yeah, difference between the... because he was so insecure that he was afraid of being judged for having those insecurities. So it kind of compounded on itself. Where it's like I can't talk about because I'm insecure. The more insecure I am, the less I can talk about things. Therefore, the less secure I am. And the cycle goes, and he's and he's so working so that... hard to not let people find out that he doesn't realize everybody knows. Mm. Like everybody well, can tell he's fairness, the problem. And... He's trying to save face because courtesy of uh, Palpatine, he's a literal war hero. Like. It's all over the holonet, the things that Anakin and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka have done. Like, he's made sure that crap gets broadcasted to make him this public figure. Putting more pressure on him again. Yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 I love it. All right, so so uh, here's, here's my um, lightning question. Um, and, and I'm going to start with you, uh, Coyote, and you can also give us your thoughts on Anakin in general and then go into answering the question. And we'll all just kind of okay. answer it fast. But um, what uh, what rule change does, does the Jedi need? Like, what would you what would you switch up, you know? Um, if I could change one thing about the Jedi Council, like the Jedi Order, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. So give us, give us your thoughts on, on Anakin and then what would, you would change about the Council. So in my opinion anakin is I, I i i like the idea of the character i really do i like the the what they want us to see especially from like the, the movies and everything but the more you know about the character the more i want to smack him in the back of the head like leroy jessica gift does because like dude just sit back and think for a freaking second think about what you're doing and does it really make sense no okay then you probably shouldn't do it like, there's just so much of that that it gets on my nerves, but it's relatable and understandable, so I get it. And that's the destiny of that character, so it kind of has to go that way. Um, but as far as what I could change about the Council, it, or the Jedi Order, it would definitely be their approach to the dark side. Here's what I mean by that. So, I relate their approach to the dark side much like, this is a very American answer, so I'm sorry, but it's my answer to it. Teaching people about weapons, whether it be firearms or bladed, teaching them about weapons, teach them the dangers of it, teach them what it is and how it works so they can have a full understanding of it and how to properly be cognizant of it. If you understand a thing, you can better uh, defend against a thing and know what you're looking for, know what those key signs are more than just be mindful of your emotions. Okay, cool. But like how and why? But you're, if you just like try to hide it and say, stay away from that, stay away from that, stay away from that, people are going to have that natural curiosity and that propensity to gravitate towards it just to find out what it is. If nothing else, just to satisfy that curiosity. If you educate them on it and give them more background on how it works and what it is, then I think that would have that would that's, have kind of helped a lot of people. That's the bias of Anakin's perspective. 
they do that exactly um that's that's the bias of getting it from anakin's perspective and i totally understand where you're coming from i absolutely do but that's because we consume the movies and the show from anakin's perspective we don't realize that other people get it and anakin doesn't we assume that everybody's going through the same struggle that anakin is but they all understand detachment anakin missed it and he has replaced detachment with like a toxic version of stoicism and so we assume that's what the other jedi are doing but that's not what's happening um, well, but well, there are a great deal of fallen Jedi, especially in that era of the Republic. There were a lot of them. Yeah, so it's on that, and I, I hate to make comparisons to to religion, but it, it's inevitable, especially considering being a Jedi is practically a religion. Mm-hmm. It is in real life because <laughs> you can actually put that on your dog tag. But um, you can put them. Right I look at, I see the Jedi. To. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so the Jedi to me, it it reminds me a lot of, and you also made this point, Chaco, about how people make this kind of comparison, but it's because it's kind of true when you look at it. It's like a lot like the the kind of Catholic church. So you always hear these stories. uh, I've known people actually have gone through that where you're put in such a, a kind of constrained environment and sure they might teach it to you uh, certain things as far as like, you know, detachment or something along those same lines uh, or in, in the idea of, um, abstinence and stuff like that when you try and, and force a certain ideal or keep somebody to, sh- to strictly stick to that without a proper on teaching sometimes you kind of push people towards that so to exactly to your point there were a lot of people that were kind of falling and i don't blame necessarily the jedi order for that but like if we're talking about like what we would change or how we would do things differently i do feel like if people were allowed to form some kind of attachment but then be able to understand how not to get too attached, so to speak. And I know, yes. Can't, no, that is, a, that is a switch. Attachment means you can't let it go. Attachment means you're the creepy stalker ex. Well, Attachment means the person has been unconscious for three months and you can't flick the switch and let them die. Well, attachment means you can't let them go. Having a little bit no. of attachment means you can't let them go. If you can let them go, it's not attachment. Yeah, that's what attachment that. means. No, that's, that's what I mean. No. You can you can still hold on to somebody. Like if you, you can care for somebody. I don't see as strongly caring for somebody as a weakness. And I, and we'll get into that because I, I think we are going to try at least touch on episode six. You're, but that's a perfect example. What I'm you're what allowed to do that. You're allowed to love. You're allowed to have friendship. You just can't be toxic. Uh, like that's detachment. And you, well, again, what's, that, that you know what's you amazing? Don't be afraid to lose them. Like, have mm-hmm. your relationships, but do not be afraid to lose them. Mourn them, do not, and miss them, do not. Now, I think that's a little extreme because it's a natural emotion when you have relationships with somebody, even amongst the council as colleagues. You you will miss them when they are gone. That's just a natural reaction. Yeah, I'm not it, saying it you, you, but you so can't let's, form that exactly. You're not explaining let's it. Take that, let's say. take that conversation really quickly. Let, let's take that conversation and split it into two parts. Because everybody always fixates on the second part, but let's split it into two parts. So the first part, mourn them not, miss them not, we, luminous beings are we, all that stuff. And so Anakin has come to Yoda and said, Master Yoda, um, my my friend was saying that he had this problem and I, I need to know what advice to give him. And like, my friend, of course. Right. And it, because like Anakin comes in and it's like he's obviously troubled. He's looking for advice, but he's not being, on, he's not being honest. Mm. And so Yoda gives him a generic... This is this is the core of detachment. Delight oh, he tries to your help friends. Him. Love no, your friends. Not debating like, that at all. Right? Okay. Now, Anakin turns away from the conversation. This is not the answer he wanted. No, I get that. Yeah, but so and then that's the moment where Yoda goes, 
because because if we if we keep in mind jedi are all super powered empaths and so everybody can tell anakin's got problems and anakin won't talk about it but they can't make him because that's not the jedi way like if they put thumb screws to him to get him to talk that's not you know and so that's the moment where yoda then does this thing where everybody's read on it is yoda telling anakin to suck it up and it's like no yoda's trying really really hard like yoda's got a lot of faith in anakin but he watches him going down this path and, I, and tries to give Anakin something to make him turn around and own up. R real quick, this is like a slight side thing, but the latest High Republic book, Midnight Horizon, is so good. Like the whole the whole core of the book is this topic: is is attachment, is letting go. It's it's uh, it tells a side story of one of Yoda's previous padawans who made that choice um to, to 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 go and what that meant and and all this stuff and it is oh my goodness uh, uh julia christine minerva is incredible <laughs> read it i was reading it and i was just like god damn like it's it's just hitting me in all kind of ways um so yeah definitely definitely recommend that but um no, I, I I agree. In in this in this scenario, um, we also have to consider what he was juggling, right? Because you have one a person on one side saying, "Hey, man, if you do this, uh, you can get all the power to do whatever you want," and then and then you have Yoda over here being like, "Well, you know, let 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 him let him go," you know. Um, I know it's it's interesting, but uh, but. Kenny, you've been quiet. I've been just listening, honestly, because being from from a non-narrative person like myself, who has not read any books outside of Dark Disciple, listening to those who have, and Alan, you're you're mean, like just straight up mean right now. I just got a product placement. I haven't done anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to not only about the Anakin Mace debate as a whole, but knowing that they're like how people's perspectives of these characters. Like I myself grew up throughout the prequel era, through the mm -hmm. through my high school years, I grew up with Anakin. Like I could I can almost relate to him in a lot of ways. However, as a person who loves talking to older adults who loves to know these experiences watching mace through that same process and then reading this book getting a completely different perspective changes your entire perspective overall as a as the character makes yeah. sense like, like i don't know how else to put it so when i made my video slandering mace's name it was from like that straight up, what are you doing? You're a Jedi, not a general. And it goes back to the first movie that I just rewatched again for no good reason. To what there is Qui -Gon a good reason. Said. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. That's no, it is a good movie. It is a great movie. <laughs> but I just watched <laughs> great. And this and this is why I love all of y'all, because like we could be <laughs> vehemently opposed, but it's you know, we we're still we still vibe. We still still have a good time. No, I I, I love it. 
But uh, he goes back to what Gaigon like, said to Padme, saying, I'll protect you, but I will not fight a war for you. You're just like, okay, that's a man who understands his discipline, a man who understands his mandate. You see Mace throughout the movies and the TV shows almost following that same mandate. However, in the books are a completely different sets of circumstances. Which is probably part of why it got axed as a Clone Wars storyline is, is because of what the because of the narrative role they needed Mace to play. Um, and it's it, it sounds like it's jarringly outside of his his other arc. Uh, you know, well, I would actually, I'd actually recommend that would have worked out. I, I, I'd recommend re reading it because I, I love that book. I've, I've already got it. I've already got like like it. No, no slander on Dark Disciple at all. Must read first book. If you've never read a book, read that book. It'll give you. I read it on Audible, and it was amazing. Perfect narrator yeah. for it. It was great. Uh, also, uh, Benali earlier in, in the chat mentioned. Um, the there is a legends book called um called Shatterpoint, which I, I just mm -hmm. I just went back through and it's it is beautiful because it is it's very much mace, but he like has this whole thing of like he feels personally responsible for all of this that happened in that book because he should if he could go back in time and kill Dooku when he had him dead to rights that would have ended this conflict, but that was not the right choice to make. And he feels like all of these trillions of deaths that have happened since that moment are on me. And man, and, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's tough all to, altogether. And that's um, why I'm okay with that feeling that way. I'm perfectly okay with that. Well, and uh, sorry, what was that, Kenny? I said, that's why damn near killed me to make that video in the first place. Cause that was just to respond to how Mace would act, why we shouldn't have him back in canon. He should remain dead. Oh, yeah, he should remain dead, absolutely. If he came back, one of two scenarios would happen. There'd be no hands, ifs, or buts about it. One, he would become full dark side, or at least oh, enough wow. dark side where he wouldn't be a full Sith, or he would be just this uh, mopey individual, kind of like a grumpy old man who has regrets. I'm, I'd be okay with that, actually. Um, so you saying that I was like, I would love to see him as like a librarian. Some, <laughs> so he be, so you're saying he'd be kind of like Ram Coda then? Um, yes. I don't know if anybody's yeah. read Stormlight Archives, but he'd be like, I would. I'm on board for Kaladin, like Mace Windu is Kaladin. I'm there. Anybody that's read Stormlight Archives by Brandon Sanderson, Mace Windu is Kaladin. Let's make it happen. Um, I like that better than Mace Windu. Um, <laughs> Hey, it's a, it's a thousand page thing you may not want to dive into it depending on what your taste is sanderson's a very talented author but um. that's master island you were holding this color changing thing it looked like it was better than a stick you're talking no. about this this is a this is a night forge this is the new um with the xenopixel so you'll notice it like extends and stuff instead of just lighting up all at once um and this is guaranteed better than a stick although i do not recommend neopixel for dueling unless you are extremely wealthy um, I can afford to buy tons of replacement Not plates. me. Not yeah. me either. Um, Not me. The, I can't wait for my the order. I'm looking forward to in the Kenobi show is getting an answer to whether Kenobi practices like, like a version of stoicism or suppression or if he practices detachment. Because we know Yoda practices detachment. 
like we see Yoda teach it and we see Anakin not get it. Um, I, I would love to know for sure about Kenobi because we don't we don't have enough information to know. Well, what's one thing that's really interesting in in the, the new book Midnight Horizon is the, there's a point that's brought up of detachment on the part of the master. We're always thinking about it through the eyes of the person, the the student going through it. But it takes a lot to let that that person go and do things that you're like, this is dumb. <laughs> it's a bad idea. You're gonna be back. You know, it's I I think that's that's fascinating as well. But you know, I I would like to kind of um, run around real quick and and kind of um, button up this part of the conversation of of that because I I would love to hear. Everyone here has seen the most recent episode of Book of Boba Fett, yes? I have. Yes. I'm going to have to do. I'm, I'm going to watch it after Wait, we're done. I'm looking it? forward to it. I've already been partially spoiled. But some of, some of what I've been partially spoiled is also stuff that was set up by the previous episode pretty obviously. So, like, whatever. Damn it. So, when you are, when you are a parent, like, when you are a parent, you make a decision where it's like, okay, I'm not going to be able to watch stuff on the same timeline as everybody else. And you are either okay with that or you're not. Well, it's been out less than 24 hours, so I don't feel bad not talking about it. I had to watch it on my lunch break because of the fact that spoilers popped up. Thankfully, I only saw one spoiler and not one that would have hurt me a lot more. I didn't didn't see Infinity War until it had been on Blu-ray for a month. Oof. You didn't see which one? That must have been rough. Infinity War until it had been on Blu-ray for a month. Dude, I watched that movie like four times in theaters. It would have been been awesome. Or did you get spoiled? There's no way to not get spoiled at that point. Like if you're yeah. on social media, big, there's no way not to get spoiled. Even <laughs> <laughs> two hours on social media, a brand new episode of any show, you're going to get spoiled right off the beat. It doesn't matter if you're TV shows. I'll give a if it's super warning. important to you to not get spoiled, then you take steps to not get spoiled. If, oh, yeah. it's like, if, if it's like no, this is this is the price. I've got other stuff that is a higher priority because it's it's not. Oh, I can't do that because I have thing. No, this other stuff <laughs> is a priority. <laughs> and that is more important to me and so the cost of yeah. that is i'm gonna get spoiled on some stuff and that's i'm like i am i'm getting to actively make that choice for myself rather than describe it as something that's happening to me and that's an important distinction i think some people don't make um, my, when i was dating my wife um i'd be like oh man this movie's coming out um I, i'm i'm gonna grab some tickets for us to see it like for a show and she's like oh i can't make it can can we um go see it you know on saturday i was like yeah I, I'll, I'll get tickets so i'll get you a ticket for saturday and you're like oh will you wait for me and I'm like, <laughs> yeah exactly <clears throat> no, no no I'm no no watch it tonight You'll i will see it. watch it with you yes we will see it together on saturday <laughs> but i will be watching this movie <laughs> why you avoided the question why, why do you say it like that yeah, yeah i'm gonna watch the movie like you don't care enough that you have to be with me on my first time you know what i mean like that doesn't mm-hmm. add to your experience and, and same thing like that's a then it's it's a conscious choice like that's yeah. like you know and then it's it's something that you are choosing it's not something that's happening to you um and that also for the it, for anybody that's watching anybody that's listening if one of the things about anakin that you connect with is him feeling out of control and without um 
without agency in his life. Because a lot of Anakin's story is him feeling like he doesn't have a better choice than the choice that he makes. And so Anakin very much feels like the world is happening to him. But we as the audience can look at it and be like, no, man, there's there is all there are all these avenues that were open to you. You just didn't realize just they were there. Dumb. So it also also that's again, it comes back to it not being excuse. Um to not to not get too deep and personal, I, I've been through a lot of trauma involving a lot of different things. And I would like to think I came out a, a decent, at least decent human being. I did not let those things that happened be an excuse for improper or even, you know, negative actions. I, I sometimes sure you can sit there and be like, I feel like the world's against me, but then, okay, so then what are you going to do about it? Are you just going to sit there and like lash out at the world? Are you just going to sit there and just accept it? Or are you, are you going to do something about it? Are you going to do something positive? Are you going to go try and make a kind of difference rather than that's what it comes down to. And I, I think that's, that's why um, the Clone Wars portrayal of Obi-Wan was extremely important because we got to see someone lose their master um, he didn't have a, a, a childhood. He was held back by his master. He was a Padawan at 25. It was unheard of. And, and Qui-Gon took so long to let him, allow him to use a different lightsaber, like go beyond the basic forms. He's like, just let me do something else. Um, he watched the love of his one, life one expire point. in front of him. Yeah. That's not a lie. That, like, that, that part, though, me. is one thing I will say about Qui-Gon training Anakin versus Obi-Wan is, yes, Qui-Gon, I think, would have been a better mentor because he was the father figure that I think Anakin needed. But at the same time, he was very like, no, master these first. Like, get this down, and then you can move on. And Anakin's impatience would have been really tested doing that. Uh, I, seals I, have a very specific way they make their bed because that's the easiest thing you're going to do that day. And if you can't handle that shit, this is the wrong job for you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. I, and then, Joe, if you're seeing read Master and Apprentice, the short story. Yes, read read the novel Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. But Claudia Gray also wrote a short story called Master and Apprentice in from a certain point of view. And it is beautiful. And you will cry. And, and I will hug you. Um, <laughs> that's all I can say. It's One, it I is novel. I I bought canon. it a couple weeks ago, and I haven't I haven't before finished I, it. Okay. Before I clear out to let you guys talk episode six, and so that I can watch episode six, um, the I I have spent a lot of time because I spent a lot of time dunking on Anakin the last week and a half. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how it's different if it's Qui Gon, because there are a whole bunch of Anakin's behaviors that we see that are very separate from Kenobi, like they are. Uh, a combination of Palpatine grooming him and some other stuff. And so how is it different with Qui-Gon? And like, so Yoda's incredibly- I got the answer. I, I've, got, I've got two that I like that are both good. Um, Yoda's incredibly patient with Anakin. Kenobi's incredibly patient with Anakin. I think Qui-Gon grabs Anakin by the ears at some point and says, listen, you little shit. Either tell me the truth or leave the order, but pick one because I'm done. I have waited for you to tell me what's going on. I have tried every cue that we have established for you to tell me what's going on, and you still haven't told me what's going on. So this is it. This is your chance. Own up or walk out. He would have been. The, he would have been the in between between Mason and Anakin. No, not Anakin. Mason um, Obi Wan. He would have been that, that, that nice in between. I, I love how you said because there's there's uh, 
this feeling I get that w- that was like, no, Qui Gon was this hippie, and he would have let Anakin get away with everything, and that's what, and like, no, 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 no Qui Gon, you got the wrong one. Qui Gon would have been all up on that all ass. the time, but he owned it. <laughs> yeah, like that's the difference between Qui Gon and and Anakin is it's like Qui Gon's like, yep, this is what I did. There are consequences, but it was the right thing. I stand by my choice. Like, you know, because he was an adult, he made adult decisions. Yeah, and then and then took the queen wouldn't approve. Too. Queen's not here. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> I'm in yeah. charge here, guys. The, like, deal with it. The other the other option is I think Qui Gon would have double tapped on Mustafar, and then that means that Ahsoka would have been Kenobi's Padawan, which I would have loved to see. Like, I would have loved to see. Cool. Um, and then that also means that Yoda, Kenobi, and Ahsoka would have been the ones that went to face Palpatine, and that fight would have been really awesome. It would have been short. But it would have been really awesome. <laughs> my my reasoning that. behind it is if, if Qui-Gon's in the picture, um, he's calling Palpatine out on his crap and Palpatine's not hanging out unsupervised. Oh, yeah. Like if you read the, the Anakin and Obi-Wan uh, uh, comic, Palpatine's like, mm-hmm. I'm a senator, so I'm going to take this young boy out to a nightclub. And you're like, what the yeah. hell is this? That happens Qui-Gon's in like, that um, comic. No, you're not. It does <laughs> twice. Happens twice. Do yeah, they get in a bar fight. It's 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 weird. It's a it's a yeah, weird. Yeah, like, no, I gotta go. Like, are you grooming this kid? Like, there's gotta be rules about this, right? Like, <laughs> so to that to the topic of Qui Gon Jinn though, he he would have had more tough love, but I think it was it would have been more of a fatherly role that he would have earned the respect of that fatherly figure more than Obi Wan did because. Palpatine kind of filled that role of like you know the kind uncle, the person he kind of lean on as a superior figure. Well, but Obi-Wan Palpatine would tell him what he of wants like to hear. Brother. So what? Like so? It like true. Like that's and that's it part of why he turns towards Palpatine. And so I agree with you, but it's but that's the like I I still feel like Palpatine would have had a draw because Qui Gon would have told Anakin all kinds of stuff Anakin didn't want to hear. And Palpatine would have continued to be. It's like, oh no, no, no come on, good no, cop, come on. bad cop type of thing. He, he would, yeah, a little he, bit of heroin. Like, he was just, he telling was, you what you need to hear. Palpatine's telling you what you want to hear. Yeah, he would still be the draw. But do you think that the reason why it was so easy is because of the lack of a proper father figure in his life? Mm-hmm. I one hundred percent do. I really do. Master Allen, I, I I would say not not necessarily the lack of a father figure, but like the need of something more validating, right? Because, like, if he stayed on Tatooine, he wouldn't have had a father figure still. You know what I mean? Uh, unless you count Watto. Uh, but... <laughs> Anakin Skywalker, um, the car salesman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or a, like, he would have been muscle for Jabba. Um, well, no, yeah. he would have been. He still would have been a slave, but he would have been a racer, and they would That's have been thinking, I would think forever. Still... But he yeah. would never earn his freedom, and they would just make Jeff tons of money on him, and it would be super sad. I'm making myself sad, but right now, well, don't do that. But but let's um, <laughs> let, let's actually, let you go. Yeah, I was gonna say let's let's uh, let's actually have everyone go around and and give their um. You know where we can find you and your awesome content, and then we'll let Master Allen go so he can watch it, and then we'll do a, a brief go around after that on the um, on Boca Boba Fett. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll start with Master Allen. Where can we find you and your awesome content? 
All right, so I am on TikTok as Level Up Light One and my backup account Level Up Light Two because I have the creativity that God gave this particular lightsaber. Um, <laughs> at some point, if you see Level Up Light Three, it might be me. <laughs> um, but no, I am I take the bearer of lightsabers, guaranteed better than a stick. Um, I recently went viral for that again by accident, which was a, a very surreal week. Um, Hell yeah! If you are in the market for a lightsaber. I know my friend Chaco um, has got something he is going to pitch to his followers here in just a little bit to get feedback from people before he makes a uh, an investment in, in some joy and happiness for his existence. Um, <laughs> I am also on Instagram. I don't remember my Instagram handle. I'm trying to get better at Instagram. I have willfully ignored Twitter. Um, <laughs> Be thankful. Um, I might I, have a Twitter somewhere, but I forget. That was that was a very <laughs> conscious choice. After three months of being on Twitter, I was just like, "No, it's okay. I'm good. <laughs> this is not this is not the social media for me. <laughs> I like to smile. I like to not be angry about things. This is not where I belong." <laughs> I joined for the Ryan Reynolds memes. It's and there's a good reason. Solid reason. Um, but yeah, that's kind of everything. And so, if you have a favorite creator, like for example, Darchaco, who has an affiliate link for Level Up Lightsaber. Um, if you're intending to buy a lightsaber, buy from their link instead of buying from my link because then it helps support their channel and helps support their content. Um, and that is something really cool that I am glad that I get to do because this is a side hustle and it's a lot of fun. And I get to do it the way I want to do it. It's, it's a side hustle instead of being how I feed my family. And so like I can I can draw lines in the sand about all kinds of stuff and just be like, yeah, we'll do it this way. It's fine. Um, which is exciting. So Yeah. Certainly, That's always awesome. appreciate you. I do need Thank to get you. a better than a stick from you, though. I, I need it. I need. I need one. Like I bought a cheap Amazon one for a video, and I need to get one of yours. They're just not satisfying. It's like you know, especially if it's the one that's got like the seven eighths inch blade, because like it seems like it's going to be fine. Then it gets there, and it's like, man, this is a toothpick. Yeah. <laughs> what is this, rebels? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, uh, uh, Coyote, where, where can we find you and your stuff, your content? Um, primarily I'm on TikTok as Coyote1701, so 1701, like the whole number of the Enterprise in Star Trek. Um, but I do mostly Star Wars content now. I started off doing, like, Marvel stuff, but I've found myself liking the Star Wars side of things a little more. Um, it's a little less of a headache, and I, it's just more enjoyable for me. <laughs> but I don't think I I'm following you yet, and I'm about um, to fix that. That just means you haven't been here long enough. Because nobody hates Star Wars all this Star Wars. No, trust me. I've been on the worst side of all three fandoms. Star Wars, um, DC, and Marvel. And Star Wars, so far, mm -hmm. the most I have to worry about is sequel haters and Darth Maul fans. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, so I the, feel like the Darth Maul, Darth Maul the Itachi, Batman, same fans. Same oh, I don't, <laughs> don't give me, I'm not getting oh, pancakes. Yes, they're terrible. Uh, yeah. uh, how, how about you, uh, Darth Man? Was uh yeah TikTok guys, Star Wars and Marvel content all the time. I will throw a few things here and there. Like I did three videos for uh Halo, for the Halo trailer that just dropped. Cannot wait. Oh, but yes, uh, remember Friday, twelve uh twelve p.m. or twelve uh in the afternoon, I will be doing my first live, talking about also Chapter Six. I'll be making notes and a few other things about things that I like, things that I didn't like. A whole nine yards. Uh, just make sure you follow me, and hopefully, I'll see you guys there. 
awesome. And last but not least, Anthony. Uh, you can find me predominantly on TikTok, like I said before, Ready Comics Roll. That's the same across everything. Also find me on YouTube. I, I swear I will get back to Star Wars content, especially the Star Wars cosplay um, eventually. But for now, if you enjoy horror and comedy, I think you'll really enjoy slasher sports. So you might enjoy either of those bits of content that I create on there. Awesome. I, I love it. Um, and I, I, I know it feels weird for me to have you guys do that when we have another topic, but A, I'm just going to cut that and then put it at the end of this again and and then cut the previous topic so it's a podcast and then our thoughts on book of boba fett so um yeah let 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 them rip full spoilers everyone in the chat hopefully you have seen it if you're still hanging around um uh full full feels full sale yeah what, what was that kenny two words cad Bane. Done. Come <laughs> in, everybody. Yeah. What? So, <laughs> was that, not I was really man. surprised. I was really surprised about that because I was sitting here thinking that Cad Bane is like 80 by now. But I looked into he's actually like 50. So he's well within his lifespan. I thought this had been well past his lifespan. It's not. He's 50 years old. Good. He just he just has old guy energy when we first see him. <laughs> Because you, I mean, you, you got a you got a point. Because he starts off during we first meet him and during the Clone Wars, which was when Boba Fett's like twelve years old. Yeah, <laughs> so however, yeah, very Clint Eastwood, very Clint Eastwood. Oh, I was getting more of a Doc Holiday more than I was Clint. Now Doc Holiday is the marshal that or that got shot. Didn't die, but got shot. So that was the big thing. A lot of people were really scared. Even I was seeing Cobb Van take oh, yeah. that shot. So I, I had to watch it back in denial and then seeing it in slow-mo. I'm like, no, that was more like a shoulder shot. Like that was that was yeah, a yeah. professional shot. Like up here and they went in there to like help him out. They yeah. they he shot also the deputy. <laughs> <laughs> he did shoot the sheriff, but he also shot the deputy. <laughs> <laughs> he he um like that, they slowed they slowed down the shot so you can see that it hit him in the shoulder, and then he just murked the deputy. He just like, oh yeah, like <laughs> he's already dead. An unnecessary <laughs> murk shot. No, right that was a message. Unnecessary roughness. Oh yeah. <laughs> play um, play. But notice how they're all like they all go to the marshal to see if he's okay, and everyone's like, yeah, no, he's dead. Forget the forget the deputy, he's dead. That that was the part I was kind of I laughed when I saw it because of the dialogue. The dialogue was meant to let us know he's still alive, and people were like, there's something wrong with the deputy, <laughs> or there's like, there's something wrong with the sheriff, and you're like, he got shot. He, he was he was he was shot. We saw it. Yeah. Don't. We know He's, what's wrong with them. Like, there's something wrong. Uh, I I just love the get moment. Get the healing crystals. And you're like, I just I just love the moment though when he's like, oh, you, you know, you shouldn't trust you no know, Boba Fett because he worked with the Empire. And I'm like, so did you? So did you? So did you? Empire, the Huts, pick a gang, any gang, all uh, of them, the Pikes, the freaking Black Sun, all of them. Uh, <laughs> and everyone know, in, in the chat. Give us your thoughts. You know, go 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 all out. I will uh, say I, I will say one thing right now, if you don't mind. I'm happy we saw Cad Bane, but I was really hoping to see Valance. I'm not gonna lie. 
I do love me some Valance. He has showed that he does have a little bit of a heart of gold somewhere in there, he you does. know? So and, for those that don't know who that uh, is, Beeler Valance is a bounty hunter that has fought against and alongside Boba Fett in the comics and various external media. And he's basically like a cyborg. So he was he was a grunt or a pilot for the Empire. And then once he got blown up, he became a grunt. After he got rebuilt, he became a grunt. Just he's a almost more machine than man at this point. Stormtrooper. Yeah, he is. And then eventually he got blown up again, and the Empire's like, yo, like, thank you for your service, but you're done. Like, there's nothing for you here. We, we're not going to keep doing this over and over again. So <laughs> We can rebuild him. Out. We have the technology. Yeah. <laughs> we can rebuild him again, but, like, damn it. That's... <laughs> but at what cost? They're so expensive. They're so expensive. <laughs> but um, he eventually becomes, he gets mad at the Empire, and he becomes a bounty hunter, and since he's more cybernetic than human, he has, you know, his limbs attached with like a hand cannon built into his hand and his eyes are increased, his brain is increased, his stamina, his strength, all that is very cybernetic. So he's a very, very good bounty hunter. And he's worked I, with Black Chrysanthemum, he's worked with Boba Fett, Cad Bane, a lot of others. The way this is playing out, this definitely feels a lot like, you know, War of the Bounty Hunters. I would feel like we are That's probably going to be right seeing now. more appearances. I think we are going to be getting more bounty hunters before the show ends. Mm. Maybe not a whole lot, but I think we I think we're not done with the cameos yet. But no, um, that's all I care about right now. Love 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 yeah. and hate you, Filoni, for if, this episode though. If Embo's on the wrong side, my heart's gonna be broken though. <laughs> one, one more thing I want to point out though. I love this episode. I love last episode. I don't think it's fair that they are hijacking Boba Fett's series to have a world building episode that's okay. what, it's a world building episode it's bringing it all together and they're so, hijacking his show to do it yeah uh, can you go ahead i was going to say i was going to say episode five was wrong for me i love the episode 100 love it every bit of that episode was freaking god it was awesome but we all know what it was for it was for mando was season three season three episode one yeah however this episode episode six was structured in such a beautiful way that yes, it continued on with Din's story at least to a certain degree, but it felt like it was building up more in the Boba Fett's favor. Mm-hmm. From outside of that first, like say, what was it, uh, 20, 30 minutes where we got with Din and uh, Grogu and all that, the rest of the ep- the rest of the episode was nothing but setting up the entire storyline for Bo- for Boba Fett towards the end. Yeah. Which it is was beautifully structured. This episode should have been last episode. And yeah. it's it's funny though because it's the same amount of time as every other episode. But don't tell me this didn't feel like such a long, in a good way, long episode mm-hmm. compared to the other ones. Now I don't know. I feel like I see, I see there's quite a few people I know um, from all walks of <clears throat> favoritism of different eras. Mostly, it's the, the the OT era fans that really don't seem to be liking Book of Boba Fett. I personally, even being a OT fan, like growing up with the original trilogy, I love this. I love this because, mm-hmm. and you've said this already in one of your TikToks, um, Chaco, it would be kind of boring to get the same show twice. I mean, The Mandalorian is the spaghetti western, all thriller, no filler. That's that's what you have that for. That's if you want the badass, like over the top craziness. This book of Boba Fett established itself from the very beginning as a character 
story. It, it's meant to be more of, uh, and instead of an adventure of the week, like it was with the Mandalorian, this is meant to really flesh out who Boba Fett was, who he is now, and how he kind of got there. And I really appreciate that, especially as somebody who loves lore and loves doing deep dives on lore. It has just given us so much throughout. Mm -hmm. Also, consider this. I feel like, you know, everyone, you, you like the sausage and don't want to see how it's made type of deal. Imagine if throughout all of Star Wars, instead of, of Jabba the Hutt, it was Boba Fett that was calling the shots. And you knew the guy that was calling all the shots could whoop any one of your yours ass like you know what i mean like i i, I just think that's that's super cool but i i agree and i i kind of equate it to to, to stunt food where you know you you have um you have someone and they're like this is uh this is a, a hamburger and then they put pulled pork on it and you're like mm, that's good and then they put a fried egg on it and you're like that's good and then they put bacon on it and you're like all right that, that's a lot of stuff and then and then <laughs> Man, and, and then they put calm down with food. Yeah, and then they're like, and then they get, pour a bunch of melted cheese on it, and then they deep fry the whole thing. And you're like, all of these things are good things, but we we may have too many together. things, you know. Yeah. And I loved as as a lore person, I loved this episode and like the things that could come out of it and things that it means. Um, but at this, at the same time, I want more Luke Grogu Ahsoka. I want more of that, and I would have gotten more of it if it was separate. Yeah, it's uh, to, to go to go back to food. It's like I got mm. a sampler plate, and I only got a little taste of all these things. I'm like, no, I want, I want a whole plate of this. You know what I mean? Like s separate that. Yeah, that's that's yeah, kind of how. It's Go, go ahead, Anthony. Go ahead. No, I was just going to quickly say it's an obvious setup for season three of Mandalorian. We're probably going to get a lot more of that in there. Well, there's also been a lot there. of hints at a potential Luke show, but... Um... Mm -hmm. that's... But that's why, that's why, personally, I did not like mm -hmm. episode five was because of that. It gave us so much away from Book of Boba Fett. Instead of just sticking to form, we diverged, and now we're getting uh, TikTokers like, say, Straw Hat Goofy that I saw earlier today say, let's call it what it is. It's the Book of Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Really? Uh, and, to, and to that, I, I will say, damn it, I get it. Because to me, Episode 5 is what you would get in a one-shot comic. Episode yes, 5 100%. was a one-shot comic that happens yep. in between the seasons, in between the movies, to let you know how they got from here to there so they can start the story. But there's so many fans who are like, well, you know, I mean, and it's true, because the books, comics, and things that are not the most accessible things for, for most people. I know all, you, those of you who Marvel have read... Marvel Unlimited app has all of these. True. Yeah, but... has a Marvel Unlimited app. You can get that. <laughs> But 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 think about this. Think about you guys read Dark Disciple. It's an amazing book. Think about how many people here are are, are going. I know Anthony have haven't read it, but hasn't read it. But <laughs> I posted a video about Barrisafi, and I keep getting these comments that are like, "Oh, I think Barris and and Ventress are going to show up, and they're going to do all this stuff." And and I'm just like, "Sweet summer child." 
Yeah, it's awesome. Should I tell him? Um, I mean, but I'm in this weird place where I actually think the books are the best part of Star Wars, personally. Um, Join me. The funny thing is, is like I, I, I finally got to buying. It's my first ever digital book. And it's the first book of the High Republic, and I really want to get into the High Republic. I just got to find the time to sit down and, and read it, especially hearing you know what you and Element and a lot of other Star Wars content creators I've seen just talk about the High Republic. I've, I've been excited for it from, since the announcement. I'm just like, ah, I'm gonna get to it eventually. <laughs> so, uh, can I go back to Episode Five for a minute? Uh, yeah, well, real quick, I just want to say, but I says they John Boyega to Boba Fett, and I'm actually going to top you and say they Boba Fetted Boba Fett. <laughs> they shot him into the narrative Sarlacc bit. Boba Fett has become the Boba Fett of the Book of Boba Fett. Damn. But you know, I think I think that's going to be uh, it's true. But I think we are going to get, or at least I'm hoping we're going to get this really good payoff. In regards to all this setup now and lore of who Boba Fett is, I think everybody's going to get the, the, those badass moments or this this epic, again, almost Mandalorian-esque, all thriller, no filler that people have been wanting towards the end. And then, of course, we're going to get the, the obvious videos of this is what we should have got from the beginning. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I do have some thoughts, but before I get there, I want to hear what, uh, <clears throat> what Coyote has to say about uh, Episode 5. So... I agree with what you're saying with it being a one-shot comic episode. 100%. It was a great episode. It was definitely a fan episode. Like, it gave us, you know, Beggar's Canyon again. It gave us Tatooine. It gave us all these cool... Like, it gave us the freaking fuel rod from A New Hope that Han Solo tried to stop the garbage compactor with. It gave us all these things that fans just love. And I felt like that was intentionally planned out because they knew that the pace of Boba Fett and how they were portraying it was going to make people fall off the bandwagon because it wasn't Mandalorian. And I feel like they planned that as a, like, hey, let's use this episode to draw everyone back in and get their attention again and get the fans rolling. Does that, does that make sense? Am I alone I, in this? Or you, you, you might be right. My only issue, like, when people make these comparisons is that, unlike the movies, these things are shot already, like, many, many months ahead of time. They're already filmed... They're already completed and then released. Um, but maybe that was the idea. Maybe that's that the thought that they had behind it as they were making it. They're probably like, we should maybe do this too, just in case this happens, just in case the pacing's just not good. Just to give them the, the, the big wham that everyone's looking for type of thing. But I don't yeah. think it was a last-minute decision. No. And no, also, also, also <clears throat> we because we, we have, I mean, we have Dave Filoni, you know, is is part of this creative process and one of the things that he is very well aware of is that i'm so thankful for is that in a show you need to have stuff payoff is what keeps us coming back payoff is what we love we love payoff you can't start a show with payoff that's not possible you know what i mean like you have to set things up you can give us cheap payoffs um, or you can craft uh, this narrative that will give us that will give us dividends later. They gave us Ahsoka. Everyone hated Ahsoka more than anything. Like on the planet, it's the, the Star Wars fan was kind of weird because I I was on Force.net at like at these times, 
everyone hated Mara Jade when she came out because she was a Mary Sue. And then they hated Ahsoka when she was a Mary Sue. And then my favorite character has always been Jaina Solo. And when Mara Jade died, they hated Jaina because she was starting to become too much like Mara. It's just been this repeating cycle in my life. And that's kind of what informs my position on it of like, God damn it. Like, get a new stick. Like, come on, dude. Um, but I, I feel like he he understands. Like, the reason we were getting flashbacks rather than a narrative of him with the Tuscans and all this, that would have been too slow-paced for everyone. We needed to see past and present. And when this finishes paying off, I think we're going to be in this interesting place where now we have we have a setup for a basically a mall kiosk of the most badass bounty hunters because everyone's going to want to work for this one guy. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is cabal. I think this is the, the setup. And also, prediction for next episode, um, Cad Bane killed all the sand people. Um, and and just used you know those people's marking. Uh, he's been on, under contract for them for a while, I think, and has been like you know doing what he can to spread their their influence and take down local people that would that would just you know stop it. And um, Cad Bane was what I was waiting for this entire time. I've been like, who is mm-hmm. the villain? Who is the guy that it's going to be satisfying when Boba Fett? fights that guy that hasn't been a thing this entire and and i'm just like where is where is the person if he beats up that one random pike that we saw in episode three doesn't mean anything that's not a triumph but now we have it that's why i agree with you because originally i was thinking it was the pike well it was almost kind of obvious that it was the pikes that were the ones really behind the tuscan's demise but to your point, that actually makes the most narrative sense and would be fantastic because, especially, I, I'm going to say what I'm pretty sure all of us are thinking, we're going to get that Clone Wars deleted scene in live action. I'm almost more than sure of it, where we're going to get that Absolutely. showdown between Cad Bane and Boba Fett, and it will be that that payoff that we want. And I think, really, to push Boba to that point, it, it needs to be Cad Bane who did it. It needs to be. I'm also going to say they're going to subvert our expectations and Cad Bane is going to beat Boba in that fight, and then the Rancor is going to grab him or something. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be awful. I'm waiting for the scene that Boba Fett comes out of his palace riding the Rancor, just like the old Mandalorians that were riding the Mandalorian. I'm waiting for that scene. I love Rancors. Rancors are my second favorite, like, actually my first favorite alien animal species i was gonna say ewoks but ewoks are uh, uh far more They're sentient. Sentient. exactly as a huge legends fan i love nexu um and uh, elena uh jason solo's daughter like bonded with a little a little nexu pup and so it grew up with her and I, that, was, that was just the coolest thought anyways a side thought all right um all right so so what what do you guys think of all the the because we haven't really talked much about Luke Ahsoka, uh, so so I want to hear your guys' thoughts on Luke Ahsoka, on the flashback scene, and then finally, Grogu has two choices: which is he going to choose, and is Luke a dick for making him choose? 
I would like to go first just because uh, my kids are starting to act up. So I'm going to have to jump off, unfortunately. I'm so sorry, guys. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and go. This will be our, our last our last round, and then we'll go. Okay. Uh, go ahead, the Luke and Ahsoka thing blew my mind. Finally answered everybody's question. Did Ahsoka and Luke meet at any single point in time? Genius. Yes. Genius. Plain and simple. The flashback scene, at first, I really was thinking we were going to get some small <laughs> hint. Of the Yoda species. No, we went straight to Dave Filoni throwing in a 66 order. Like, for really? Time. For the empty time. Right? That's, that's like his but, trademark now. But one thing about that scene, though, that I loved was that the Jedi Master in the center, I think I recognize him. And that's that uh, one in the uh, bombing episode in Clone Wars. The one who was right there on the steps trying to keep the crowd uh, apart from everything. I'll have to relook him up. Um, I, I was, to me, he looked like like Sindralig, um, and I, I don't know if that's the same person or not. But Sindralig also died to Vader, so I thought it might be a retcon. But there was another retcon in this episode. Yoda's lightsaber was destroyed. Mm-hmm. He could have he could have crafted another one or whatever. But um, yeah, I will I will look that up. That's that sounds very right. Nice. That 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 I saw that and I'm like. I think that's that Jedi. I couldn't remember his name off the top of my head, but I'm like, that that's gotta be him. I gotta it looks watching that because I gotta look at who you're talking about. Awesome. Like I was oh. watching the scene, but I wasn't looking his face in the in the short time that it showed. Oh, it was more of his aesthetic than it was his face. Like he had yeah, that long ponytail that he had the whole nine yards. Yeah. yeah. He didn't but, get to see uh, much last, of their features. Mm-hmm. But the last thing, I think Grogu is going to choose the chainmail. He is going to choose Mandalorian, and then in true Grogu fashion, steal Yoda's lightsaber. He's going to go, Bleh! and he it turns out he <laughs> ate it like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. So, so the f- funny thing about that, though, and I, this is why I wish Master Alan was still here, because this goes into my earlier point, but I didn't want to say out of fear of potentially spoiling anything, but it goes back to my thing about, you know, attachment, and why I, I feel like Sometimes they might be a little too strict on that to where he's forcing him to make that decision. All right, choose the, the best guard chain mail and be with uh, Din. Or I can give you this sweet lightsaber that used to be my master's and you can be part of the Jedi Order, but you can't pick both. I feel like he gave him a choice. That's he the, did. That's he did. Difference. He gave him a choice. He did. That, absolutely. And I'm not, that's why I said I never think of the Jedi Order as this restrictive force, like some people are, whether they straight up kidnap children, as it's even kind of said. I don't think it's that bad. But, like, even like when Ahsoka was talking to Din, because there was also that moment, like, is this for you or is this for him? Like, your attachment can get in the way of, you know, his growth. But that's why I really like the, the episode before when they're talking about, like, in episode five, when they're talking about Mandalorians, where Mandalorians, they, they find strength in being together like that and, and that attachment into that 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 wholeness. And I kind of feel like if the Jedi Order were to be more accepting or integrate that more, who knows what could happen. But that's why, like I said, I wish Master Island was here to kind of speak on, on that because I know he's, he's very passionate <laughs> about that. But I, it was great to see that and, and, and how that all played out. Seeing, again, like you, 
like Kenny pointed out, the interaction everybody was not expecting but finally got between Luke and Ahsoka and seeing like I, I love seeing more of the growth of Luke. Luke is an ever evolving character and he's now in a role he's never been in before. He went from being the student to the teacher. He's being called master by somebody who has more experience than he has. Um, by two people. He has the least experience of anyone there. <laughs> yeah. And so it's 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 interesting to see him kind of fulfill this role and see his approach to kind of, of training and seeing him, you know, evolve in that sense. That's that's a that's a really cool point though. I, I didn't quite consider that because it, it is uh, and, and I should have, because I always make this comparison, because uh, Luke is King Arthur. You know, you go from being the hero who pour, pulled the sword out of the stone and getting some lessons from Merlin to becoming a king. That's a different job. You need to know different things to be successful at that job. It is not the same. Uh, so that is that is really cool. Um, uh, your thoughts on that, uh, uh, Wiley? Let me... Uh... Head out of here real quick. I was about to yell off with the kids. All right. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that, guys. Hey, appreciate you coming on always. Um, and you're, you, you're doing your first episode of your podcast on Friday at noon. Friday at noon. Noon Eastern. Yeah, time. I know it's a little early, but it's right there in a good sweet spot for me when I get to work, where I can talk before I go to work. It, what what time zone are you in? Uh, Central. All right. Okay. So 11 a.m. Eastern time, is that correct? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So, so noon Central time. Okay, got it. I will adjust my clock so I'm like 10 hours <laughs> off from that, I think. So I'll see if I can make that. Awesome. Yeah, because right, I'm definitely, well, good I'm definitely to you, man. diving into, that, into this episode. This episode was amazing. Yeah. But, too good. <laughs> right. But thank you, guys. Thank you, uh, Chaco, Coyote, Anthony. Later, guys. Have a good night. Have a good one, sir. Have a good one. And uh, and we'll, we'll get your, your thoughts, uh, Coyote, and then we'll, we'll do our, our ending here as well. Um, go ahead. So I do want to talk a few things here. Um, one, what you said, Anthony, about his growth. So if we look at Luke in, um, what was it? The crap. Well, not Rise of Skywalker, not Force Awakens, the other one. The Last Jedi? The Last Jedi, thank you. So if we look at his dialogue with Ray, right, and you see that he he kind of sympathizes with Anakin's perspective, like um like nightfall later, if you will, um his perspective when he says the Jedi are evil. He sees that as you know, the Jedi weren't evil themselves inherently. But their power and their lust for power and just how powerful they were invited conflict and invited people to step up their game to match what they are. Like the nuclear problem, right? So this person has a nuke, so I need a nuke. They have this many things, so I need this many things to combat that. So it keeps pushing everyone above where they really need to be, I guess you could say, to rival that higher power. So you have all these superpowers fighting for supremacy and so many people die in the crosshairs of that. Like the... Look at the Separatist Wars, the Clone Wars. So many people died in the wake of that. And it wasn't the Jedi's fault, but were the Jedi not as involved and not as prominent as they were and not as stagnant, if you will, as they were? 
they got comfortable with their power, were they not in that position, that may not have happened. So he goes, he understands that aspect, and that's why he kind of like secludes himself. And we see him going from, hey, this is what the Jedi are, when he's getting trained by Luke. And we see that in Jedi, and now we're seeing this middle ground of, I'm not going to be exactly what the Jedi Council was, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be more me, but still very Jedi. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say you can't do this because you're here now. You can't have that because it's attachment bad. I'm going to give you the choice. So we kind of, we, I feel like we're seeing that progression of how Luke kind of evolves. And to me, it makes a lot more sense to him as a character to give him the choice. Now, I think he's kind of a, a jack wagon for making him choose, but, you know, make him choose it, like making that be a choice between one or the other. But I get why he's doing that. And I think that kind of speaks to the character of Luke in my mind anyway. It is because he's can still Chaco. You're thinking something different, but he's he's new to this though, so I, I can see that perspective. Yeah. Well, he's, he's learning how to be a master, how we, to charge people, how to train. We also got a little bit of a hint at this in the previous episode, though, because um, when the armorer tells him, like, "Oh, the Jedi teach you know uh, not being attached," he's dense like that's the exact opposite of the creed, mm-hmm. and. I think I actually consider it a kindness. I've seen takes where people are like, oh, it's rude, it's mean, because you know he's a baby or whatever. And I'm like, he's 50. Yeah, he's 50. And you're like, yeah, and you're like, and that's that's the other thing is like, I don't want to like be ableist, but the fact that he's nonverbal leaves me no ability. He's nonverbal, but he's 50, but he's a, an adorable baby that grows slowly so i have no idea where to place him cognitively you know what i mean like i've seen him like messing with wires and trying to help and then also shock himself i've seen like him figure out cool stuff age. he's still looking he's he's 50 but it's because his species just ages slower and i think he they age slower in every respect yeah yeah but i i i view it as 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 a kindness because if his heart's not in it, if his heart is within, he can't. It's a, it's it's a, it's it's worse. It is worse than a waste of time for him to train in the opposite direction. You know what I mean? For him to teach him all of the exact opposite things that he needs to know to succeed in their society. Society, I say, because Mandalorian society is. Just random. <laughs> Dude, I mean, different so, sex well, have, have three different creeds. So, and... Yeah, yeah. So well, yeah, there's there's three factions that, that we fully know know of. Uh, explain which part. So the the, the stark contrast. So why can they not coexist? I understand the methodology is different, but why can they not coexist? Uh, and th- there may be a way. There a middle a middle ground may be forged at at some point in time, but. Neither teachers, you know, I mean, no one in Star Wars has watched Star Wars before. So neither teachers yeah. could possibly see a way to co-mingle these, these two ideologies. But this one is um, all about, and, and, and by the way, this, this is also kind of covered in Rebels. This is one of the reasons why Sabine had trouble wielding the Darksaber, and it's why Den has it, because... Um, 
A, all of these things are, are, are weapons. He's not working with the Darksaber. Um, there are, they are super attached to, to one another, and their bond is this unbreakable forge that, that is what gives them their power and their strength. They're led by houses and families and, and those connections. Like That is at the very core of Mandalorian culture. Versus, versus family identity means nothing to the Jedi. You know, it's, it's, it is quite the opposite. Um, I do feel like he was kind of leading where he's like, do you want the shirt and you'll look like one of the, the village people? Or you want this sick ass sword? <laughs> like, and you're like laser sword or jingle jingle? Which one do you want? Yeah, you know. Well, that's a difficult choice then because the sword is shiny. Uh, you want to look like a hobbit? You know. Um... <laughs> I'm telling you, I called that last episode. It was going to be a Frodo Baggins shirt of Vascar. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see the chains but as my... it's getting built. But... Yeah. I thought it was going to be a Cuban chain, and it's just going to be my... like... <laughs> two chains. <laughs> my thing is though, like. I don't see why they can't coexist. Now that the methodologies themselves are opposite, yes, but they can they can be compromised to fit both of their needs. Because he, one, he's a child; he needs somebody with him, and he he feels familiar with Din Djarin. And I, he is going to pick the best guard because Din is going to wield the dark saber. I feel like we know that, and he Din Djarin needs Grogu to be able to wield the dark saber. He needs him back in his life to have that kind of have his thoughts not distracted the way they are and dwelling on something else. He feels whole again with Grogu there, his foundling, so he will have again control of his emotions. Therefore, the dark saber. Star Wars needs to take the page out of Cobra Kai. Yeah, but like I, I haven't see seen it. Theory's been and... asked me to watch Cobra Kai. I haven't watched it yet. Do it, but sorry, go back. <laughs> well, I I don't see why things like loyalty. And friendship cannot be adapted into the Jedi way and be taught, but also like understand that you can have <clears throat> friends and people that you look up to and people that you can enjoy being with, but you have to be prepared to lose them. You have to be prepared to understand that when they die, they don't just poof go away. They go into the force. They go into this other realm. They're not just gone. Rejoice in a time that you have with them. And a lot of cultures do that. Rejoice in the time you have with them and, and celebrate their life, but don't sit there and, and lose yourself in mourning them. Find and that balance there. I actually think a lot of that is is mm -hmm. um, is a fan misconception, though, because there's a lot of the dogma behind letting go that is not stated in any of the films. That you know, a lot of people even goes as far as to say it means you can have no emotions or anything whatsoever but um anakin even explains it in attack of the clones of saying mm -hmm. we're actually encouraged, encouraged to, to, to love. love yeah and it's it's exactly what you're and that's one of the great things about the high republic is they actually dive into the subject really deeply when they're like that, but i have things to read beforehand yeah but they straight up say um like one person's like, I feel like I'm a ball of attachments. I love all these people and my friends. And and then she gets asked, like, okay, but if you had to sacrifice your friendship or your relationship with them, but you knew that they would be safe 
forever because of it, would you do it? Just like, yeah, absolutely. Like, okay, if there was an enemy of yours and you had a chance to save them, would you save them? Yes, absolutely. Then those aren't attachments. The, the attachment is, is when you can't do those because of your feelings, you know what I mean? And I actually thought Din in that last episode was like, he might be a good Jedi because Ahsoka asked, like, are you doing this for him or are you doing this for you? And he's like, oh, damn, this is for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why he gave up the chain. That was that was the, the better option. That was a very mature and uh, understanding take. But if anyone could could uh, make the best decision, it'd be Grogu because he could straight up train with Luke Skywalker, outlive him, and then go Deuces. become the best Mandalorian, <laughs> and then go become the best slicer, and then the best smuggler, and then in four hundred years come back and be like, "All right." That's called mid maxing. Like you know, like <laughs> now let's get the game the started. Most well-rounded Jedi in existence. <laughs> Absolutely, and I hope he ends up being the the um, future of the franchise. I think that would be super cool because he he can live well beyond. I mean, at some some point he has to leave because Disney yeah. is not going to let him die uh, with Jed, with Luke's temple. No, and that's why it's also why I think he chooses the best score because. This is before Ben Solo's time, albeit slightly. But if Rogu chose to stay at this point, and I talked about this in my last live with Fives and uh, Sith Lord, that if Grogu had chose to stay at this point in time, he would still be at the temple in, what, 20 years, 21 years, or no, like 18 years, when Ben Solo burns it to the ground. He would still be at the temple at that time, attending the academy. He was literally just—he was just literally just handed the plot armor. So that's exactly it. He's gonna have the Baskar chainmail. He's gonna get slashed by Ben. Ben's gonna think that he's you know offed him, but it's like rips off shirt reveals Baskar chainmail. Frodo Baggins and abs. He's just—he's just ripped. He's really been working on his core. Like Disney just literally just gave the whole joke about the Chekhov's gun. Well, the best car armor feels like it's the Chekhov's mm-hmm. gun. That's that's how he survives the the sacking of the temple. If he doesn't well, go if he, with, if he did. chooses the armor, yeah. then he can't. He's not at the temple. Uh, un, yeah. Unpopular opinion. I, I I feel like I almost feel like they're giving Din too much. You can't have the best car armor and the the, the dark saber and the coolest ship. That's also the fastest, and you're the best fighter and the best pilot. He's such you a like, He's such a Mesu. You, you, you gotta, you gotta leave, leave something, leave something for someone else. You know what I mean? Like I have a sword yeah. that can cut through anything, but armor that can't be cut. And can your sword cut your armor? No, but eventually. It may eventually. But like, don't worry about it. This know? definitely sounds like that it's one like person in the sword and armor and Skyrim. Like when yeah. you get all that, you're untouchable. <laughs> it, it feels like me when I was twelve. I was like. That, that was the character I made up, you know? We um, know but awesome. All right. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me for, for so long. This is way longer <laughs> than most of my podcasts. This is the second longest. Uh, the, the first longest was talking about the Clone Wars. We went for like... That, that can take years. 
Dude, I, we were we went almost three hours and then we ended and then we talked offline for like two hours. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, th- thank you guys so much for for joining. Um, if if you want to just have anything you guys have to want to plug or anything like that, then then we'll just uh, unwrap up. Um, I'll go to uh, Anthony first. Uh, I feel like I'm just beating a dead horse at this point. Uh, if you're not already following me on TikTok, please follow me. I, I really feel like it'll be worth your while. I have a variety of content, again, focusing a little bit more on horror comedy, because that's what a lot of people seem to enjoy. But, I mean, I have Dragon Age, Star Wars, uh, Fallout, the, a lot of really geeky stuff. That's kind of what Ready Comics Roll and I'm all about. And, of course, thanks for having me on here. This has been an absolute blast. It always is, and I always uh, enjoy trying to watch the podcast when I have the opportunity as well. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, Coyote? Uh, just, I want to make one cla- last closing thing yeah. uh, before we depart and one last topic of discussion. <clears throat> the armor the armor in episode 5. I've always wondered why her helmet looks different and it came to me as I, somebody made a video about this. I forget who it was, but... She, her helmet looks oddly similar to the helmets that uh, previously wore under Darth Maul with the horns. Because she's the only one with the horns. The only other time we've seen the horns is under Darth Maul. I think that's kind of like alluding to her being a future antagonist. Whether that be season 3 of Mandalorian or whatever the case may be. Her and the Children of the Watch. I, that part has kind of stuck out to me the whole time, and I haven't been a pinpoint why until I think now. I mean, they did what call him an apostate. They did call him apostate, and they did seem to be kind of as slightly aggressive towards him once he revealed he took off his helmet. Yeah, I I, I feel like there's been so much Mandalorian on Mandalorian crime. <laughs> oh yeah, but but no, you're you're definitely not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. Uh, and then oh, where where can we find your your content? Um, Coyote1701 on TikTok. Um, that's where I pretty much exclusively have my content. Um, I do have an Instagram, but I don't really get on it very much. But um, yeah, mostly Star Wars, a little bit of Marvel here and there, a um, little bit of odd and nerd stuff. But um, I do have uh, my own business, if you don't mind. Um, Coyote1 Consumer, I make plastic um, uh, personal carrying devices for wireless hole punchers anyone if that makes sense to anybody and I'm, I'm not sure what the uh, guidelines are when it comes to freedom seeds on this app is or this website is but i do make holsters um i have a tiktok page about that also um but yeah Shaka, i appreciate you having me on i know i've been wanting to get on live for you for a hot minute now and i'm glad i yeah. finally got a chance to it's yeah. taken long enough, but I'm glad I got a <laughs> I'm happy you could join. I, I appreciate it, and I appreciate everyone who is still listening, either live in chat right now or in the future, um, just checking checking out our, our thoughts. Uh, I'm going to separate into a big video and then a short video of us talking about this. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, we will. Everyone should follow both of you guys. I really appreciate you all. 